Do you have a helmet what, on? What's up? Why the fuck? Oh, this is a bad idea. Welcome to. <sighs> Thanks for reporting back to the hideout and welcome to episode nine. I'm your rebel host, Tyler Soflow, aka Gonna Get a Motorcycle Soon, dude. To my left is your co rebel host, Tony Soflow, aka Gonna Slap You in the Back of the Head, dude. Do it! Ah! That actually hurt my hands. <laughs> yeah, it didn't hurt me. Protection. And you know what? I fucking forgot the monologue, okay? <laughs> this is a place to come to for a new way to follow the movement. Here we'll be talking about everything and anything in the parkour and freerunning world. From content reactions to updates, interviews, reviews, advice, and more. But we do it our way. Keep tuning in to see what that means. Today's task, we will be interviewing Luke Stones. Hey, how did this happen? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm wearing this helmet. We're in shorts. We own this podcast. How? I don't know. Why did he like us? We don't know. We're going to find out. But to be honest, actually, you know what? No, to, for real, one of the questions is, why the fuck <laughs> did you agree to do this? So you guys will find out just as soon as we will. But pretty much, Luke Stones is a member of the Modus Projects before he was part of that Bruman parkour team. Remember that? Yeah, which is still a thing. Which is still a thing. Um, and ever since he started the Modus Projects, obviously his name is blown up. He's an incredible athlete. He's especially known for his double Kongs and 360 strides. And his leather jackets. And his leather jack. Hey. Well, I'm a fucking FaceTime you soon. <laughs> when you watch this, you'll be like, ah, he did this before I called him. Okay. Um, and so, and then recently, obviously, like, Flip Priest to, like, dub A's or Rudy's. I don't know how the fuck, Why but. Why in the fuck? We'll find out. The fuck is wrong with you, bro? <laughs> okay. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know. Anyway, I view him as an incredibly talented athlete skillful editor videographer someone who actually really does like the enjoyment of traveling for parkour and then capturing the moments a lot of people in the parkour and freeing world sometimes don't have that capability to you know go out and capture film their adventures with parkour where it takes them and then edit them um and on top of that he's part of a successful team which requires some type of commitment determination all that type of stuff in order to excel with the rest of the squad and so he's cute basically what we're gonna do right now is we're gonna call luke stones i'm kind of i don't even <laughs> i still don't know how this shit happened um and i'm gonna take this off after he picks up i just want him to i just want him to see i want him to care oh and, okay what? nothing nothing so tony's gonna call him on the laptop and he's should, gonna pop up on the screen should we uh we have questions for him you should probably never mind probably what? blur out his number yeah yeah do that do that <laughs> All right, call him. Can I see the number? Yes, you can see the number. For some reason, I thought you already had it. You can't tell, but I'm smiling. Oh, I'll take it off. Yeah. We have Kobe on Bro, there. why the fuck is this number so goddamn long? He's from England. Also, it's because of the plus 44. For us, it's uh, plus one. 
and for Spain it's plus 34. We have Moby Carcass over here operating the cameras. He's telling me that the helmet's too big. It's gonna cover the fucking screen. <laughs> yeah, I call dress out. Wait, turn it sideways. Man. All right, here we go. Well, I could turn it sideways. I think when he picks up, I can't. I can't do that beforehand. He's he's gonna see. He's not gonna see anything. Hmm. Let's make this big real quick. You gotta pick up, bro. You gotta pick up. Hey, watch she just punks us. Oh shit! Ah! He can't see shit. Hang on. Hey, what's up, man? I'm taking the leather jacket thing to another level. Let me tell you. He's <laughs> he's fucking wearing a helmet. Yeah, because I saw. <laughs> I saw you. I'm actually sweating bullets in this thing. I got to take it off immediately. Otherwise, this interview is going to go real bad. I just, I just realized <laughs> we fucked something up. What did we fuck up? I didn't hit the audio recording <laughs> on the computer. Oh, oh you, really? You stay right there. <laughs> Don't move. I'm actually, while he does it, I'm going to take this off because this is a bad idea. If you, yeah, if you could try that, that'd be great. Kobe, take my helmet. Dude, everyone watching this is going to be like, wow, these guys, they don't know how to do shit. <laughs> Trying to keep it fresh. Hey, Luke, so basically, can you hear me well, by the way, man? I, like, tried plugging in the microphone, but, like, when I plug it in, it's, like, in, in the headphone jack, so, like... I can't hear you guys. Oh, shit. Okay, so it's fine. Your audio is good. Yeah, you're good. Even he's connected to the lap, to the Bluetooth. No, remember, we're doing off the computer to record Even it. though it's connected to the Bluetooth? No, it's coming out of... Wait, it's coming out of there right yeah. now? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, bro. We're a mess, dog. I'm sorry. No, we could just leave it here. I know you could do that, too. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> um, anyway, so... Fuck yeah. Basically, I, my brain, like, woke up at 3 a.m. and was like, Hey, wake up and write questions down for Luke instead of sleeping. So what I did was <clears throat> did a little bit of stalking and <laughs> I looked up some of your content, all these things, and we wrote down a bunch of questions and we tried to keep this as versatile as possible, but also as weird as possible because it wouldn't be our podcast if it wasn't like that, if you know what I mean. So before we get into anything, I do want to ask how you're doing, what you've been up to, how you feeling, how's life going? I am doing well. It's kind of like just gone like the coronavirus is just kind of passing in England now and I've been getting back into like doing doing parkour again and it's like the peak of summer now in England so the weather's like really good for, for going outside and hanging out with friends so yeah it's, it's going real good at the moment having a having a great summer good yeah, sounds like you sounds got great yeah it sounds like you're following the rules and America over here is fucking up <laughs> yeah right dude where we are right now our state apparently everybody just stopped caring and it's gotten worse so that's not good. Um, oh, yeah. So anyway, the reason why I asked that is because I saw you on your story that you went cliff jumping and all this stuff. Is that like somewhat of a favorite pastime or is that just kind of a spontaneous decision that you decided to do? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I love cliff jumping. Um, I, I've been doing it for ages. It's sick. It kind of goes with parkour, like just jumping off, yeah. jumping off high stuff into water. Except for the fact that that water is probably cold as shit, right? <laughs> oh, 
Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude. Definitely colder than Florida. Yeah, bro. Here it's just you walk right in. There, I feel like you have to, like, commit to water. Like, you just have to be like, all right, <laughs> my body's going to hit that. It's going to be very cold, and I'm going to have to deal with it. And then you just – but anyway. Yeah, you definitely you definitely have to, like, psych yourself up to get in the water. It's it's not too bad now. Like, it, the, wet, the water temperature is, like, pretty good now. But, like, a couple months ago, I, I think I went – first in in like may and that was like really freezing what was freezing uh i, I don't know if you guys don't do uh fahrenheit no it's I, I don't know what the water temperature was but it was like real cold that oh, was dicks that yeah that must mean it's even colder for us because i feel like you guys can withstand cold better than us for sure oh yeah it's definitely like very english to to get into the sea like as as soon as possible <laughs> we just go into your freezer yeah yeah <laughs> I got a I got a chest freezer to do ice baths. Do you know the Wim Hof method? I think Max does the Wim Hof method. Yeah, yeah. Max has talked to me about like Wim Hof stuff, but he like he doesn't really do the he doesn't do so much like water stuff. He just mainly focuses on like the breathing technique. Yeah, the breathing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I do know about like the the water, cold water therapy though and stuff. Yeah, that's oh, what yeah. I that's what I've been doing, uh, and it's very difficult. My my dick shrinks a lot. Anyway, uh, next question. We have this is the final this is the, this is the final question before we get into the actual stuff about what we want to know about you. Uh, Tony, hit him with this last question. Uh, why the fuck did you agree to this podcast? <laughs> no, it's, it's jokes. I, lo- I love the the Soul Destroyer one you did. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, Fuck man. Yeah, man. Did you you saw that you uh you heard the joke about Joseph Marks? <laughs> How he looks like he's someone that would steal your lunch money. <laughs> oh yeah, all the, all the boys were dying over that one. <laughs> I, honestly though, was was he was he mad or was he just like ah, that's funny, that's kind of true. Nah, he found it hilarious. Okay, okay, good, yeah, because he DM'd us later and he was laughing. And I was like, oh, okay, he has like a sense of humor. I was like, underneath the covers, he just like, I'm gonna beat this guy's ass. Yeah, dude, <laughs> or like it'd be a different story if he DM'd us, be like, we're fucking fighting now. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to Florida, we're fighting, and I'd be like, you know what, just take my munch money, just take <laughs> my munch money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Luke. So, hey, if we're being too much, you can let us know. You can be like, hey, guys, you're being too weird. I need you to stop. You can- <laughs> no, 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 you guys go for it. All right, so uh, before I get into, like, specific questions about, you know, your history and, you know, different projects you worked on, the first thing that I'm pretty sure everyone wants to know, and you might have already told this multiple times, is your origin story. Like, in brief, if you could talk about, you know, just how you got into parkour and what made you stay. Sure, like... So I started watching YouTube videos. It, it all started in in secondary school for me. Um, I was like 11, 12, and I was like hanging around with my friends, and we were all kind of into um, kind of like dangerous shit. So like Jackass. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nitro Circus, all that kind of shit. Yeah. And from that, we, we would watch all these like extreme sports compilations. Okay. Um, and so we were into like all kinds of extreme sports, like mountain biking, um, snowboarding. Mm. We we would always do like dangerous dangerous shit in the playground. At the age kids. of twelve, we eleven. Those, yeah, eleven, twelve. We were just those like nutty kids and kids <laughs> in the playground, just like jumping off high shit and like just trying to trying to break our bones. And, <laughs> and, like, you know. Yeah. There was like there was this one there was this one hill in our in our playground, and we like built this. We called it Apollo's Chariot. And uh, it was like it was a it was a mountain board with a a basket on on it, 
and like we drilled the basket into the into the mountain board and then we would like sit in the mountain board so we'll sit in the basket on the mountain board and like fly down this hill and yeah what in the fuck (laughs) what the shit Dude, you were very active. I was a fat fuck. I was watching Naruto on my couch, man. <laughs> How the fuck? <laughs> That's awesome, man. But, like, we, were, we, were, we went from that and, like, we were watching YouTube videos and we got into, uh, like, Damien Walters' YouTube videos mm, yep, and Tim Sheath, who was, like, huge at the time. And we were, like, watching all their, like, showreels and, like, gassing over the moves they were doing. And then we would we would try them in the playground. So we started off just trying like front flips and we would just like flip over and land on our backs and we wouldn't give a fuck. <laughs> wow. It was, it was totally gnarly. <laughs> yeah. And our, like our parents like saw us doing it. Like I had a trampoline and all my friends had a trampoline and we would just spend hours on it to try these like flips and doing all these fucking dangerous tricks. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. Trying to recreate uh, Damon Walters. Yeah. And they, they found at our local gym, that they did a parkour class mm-hmm. and so they they took us along to that it was like once a week um and it was in a gymnastics gymnastics hall and it was that was like a really good uh like stepping stone they they taught us a lot of like vaults and they had a foam pit there so we could learn like actual flips without fucking us All right you guys are controlled um, now a little bit yeah it wasn't like it was actually like an illegal setup. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that fit the vibe, man. You drilled a basket into something, so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but like they they got they eventually got shut down because they were they were doing this shit in like a gymnastic hall and they were calling it gymnastics for like insurance. Oh um, lord. So they got they like I think the officials came down and they they saw that we were just training parkour pretty much. Yeah. And they just like shut it down and oh, said shit. that they could they were like invalidating their insurance or whatever right um so like me and my friends just like took outside we like took what we learned and we we just we just like trained outside for a bit we were trying a load of stuff um i live like near the beach and like that really helped a lot Mm -hmm. we would like just train a load of flips out on the on the sand and Mm. try a load of new tricks and all that um and then from there i was like looking like close to home in Bournemouth, like what kind of community was around. Um, and there was a group of guys called uh, Pure Precision. Oh, this is, this that, that ought is, to be great. Yep. That's a legit <laughs> team right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like such a, such a 2012 parkour team. Now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I started like watching their videos and I found out that there was, there was classes there was like a new parkour classes in Bournemouth that we could go to. No way. Um, and they're run by this guy called Scott Jackson. I don't recall the name. Have you have you heard of his name at all? Nope. Kobe, have you heard, we have we have another person here. Kobe, have you heard of Scott Jackson? Nope. Actually, nope. I think I've seen him in like one of Max's posts. Is that true? Like we. Yeah, he's like a real OG. Okay. okay. And he was running that gym or something that those classes that you found out about. Yeah, he, he used to be. He used to be part of Urban Free Flow. Holy oh, shit. shit! So like, he was. He was a big, <clears throat> big guy. Um, honestly, like Scott Jackson is insane at parkour. He, he's he, absolutely like mind blowing. Like for me, he's like one of the best athletes in the world. Like wow, huh. for you to say that is insane. Now yeah, I gotta look up his look face. Up you keep talking. I'm gonna find his face <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
You should like after the video. You should you should check out some of Scott Jackson's like show reels and his videos. That like his his movement is honestly insane, and I think the videos also don't do the justice for half the movie. Half right, movies. right, and that's usually sometimes the issue with videos is you can't really show like yeah. Yeah, and he's like he's not the kind of guy to like go to jams or to like fly around the world and and train in different cities and that, but like. That's the main man. Yeah, that's the main man. I have seen him. You've seen that guy? Yeah. Okay. So this guy was running your, the gym that you were that you found the parkour classes at. Yeah, he, he started classes, um, and me like I, I started going to them with my with my school friends um, after like the previous gym shut, and I think it was it was so funny because. You, there was like different levels of classes. There was like beginner, intermediate, right. and advanced. And I was like, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to the intermediate. Because <laughs> all of our cocky fucks. I'm do. skipping beginner, bro. You, do I look like a beginner to you? <laughs> and like, I, I think I turned up to the class, and he was like, you can't you can't just come straight to intermediate. Like, I got to check out like what you can do first. And he was like, I was telling him like, I can do all these flips. <laughs> <laughs> I was that kid in the gym, bro. I was that kid. Were you really? Yeah, and at that point, I was like, I'd only predominantly trained like flip flips. So like, mm -hmm. I was doing like front flips, back flips. I wasn't doing any like parkour moves, really, like running precisions. That's some I'd, intermediate like, shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, yeah, I started showing him my stuff. There was like. In the room, there was like a trampette with like a crash mat, and then there was like all the parkour obstacles, and I just like smashed out the trampette, doing like all my flip moves and shit. What in the fuck? <laughs> that's hilarious. He was like, he was like, yeah, that's cool, but that's that's not really parkour. <laughs> and that, and then you were just like, ah, oh, I guess I'm not intermediate anymore. <laughs> I guess I don't know what to do now. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was like, he was like, you can you can stay in this class, but I'm gonna I'm gonna like take you back to the start really, and like make sure you train the fundamentals, and that you can like like the how the classes were set out is that it's like an hour and a half class. Holy shit! And the first hour you have like tuition, so he would take you through um, like a certain area of movement, say like vaults or. Mm tic-tacs or something like that and then the last half of the session like the last half hour would yeah. be like free time okay so you could like move around the obstacles and kind of like set up things you want and yeah like open gym so huh. in that like every every time in the in the sessions it would basically be that first hour he would teach me a whole load of new like parkour moves and like the fundamentals got in that last half an hour i would just like bash all, bash out all my flips and <laughs> yeah 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 this show off my skills so, that i learned so we owe it to this guy for teaching you the righteous way of parkour pretty much yeah and and like from from doing that class i i moved up into the advanced class and that's where um like max joined and that's where like me and max met each other huh. wow interesting and then from there you guys started parkour just heavily yeah, so, like, me and Max uh, started, like, we met at the classes, and we were, like, training together, and uh, we started, like, meeting up, like, it was, it was, like, a known thing that, like, you would go to the class, and then, because this class was at, like, maybe 2 p.m., and it would run for, like, an hour and a half, and then after class, like, me and some of the other guys would go outside and, like, train straight away. You're right, keep training. Yeah, so like me and Max would 
meet up at the classes and then go training like often mm. every it would be every weekend um damn oh, so shit. that was like real fun and yes so scott jackson basically taught us all that we know um <laughs> he built he turned us he turned me into like just this kid that loved flips and adrenaline and all that right. into like actually learning the fundamentals like learning the proper movement mm-hmm. and like when i got when i got there when i started out there my all my flips were like really sketchy they were just like learning right. the trampoline learn into the foam pit and he like properly made me um use like the proper techniques and like make them clean and make them safe right right all of that um so like yeah that that was like essential um and me and max went to those classes for probably like two years and and then we just kind of like faded away and just started training outside by right, ourselves as you do and then that's where it started right that's where it just took off yeah, yeah, and from from there, like me and Max would train all the time together. I started from watching the videos uh, on YouTube of like Damien Walters and that. It was it was kind of like a known thing in two thousand, like thirteen, fourteen. But yeah. if you did parkour, like you had to you had to make videos as well. Yep. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It had it had to complement each other. Yeah. Exactly. It, like it was it was part of the sport. It, right. It was just known fact. Um, and like I, I bought like a GoPro and I would always film on my GoPro and I'd make little YouTube videos and like Mac, after that like Max started making videos of his movement too. Right. Um, and we, yeah, we would just bounce off each other. Um, and that took us up to like 2015 um, where we were like we were starting to get known in like England I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, we would go to there's there's a famous jam in London every October called Dagatween. I know that one. I've seen those videos. I've seen how I seen the one that uh, Brooks ruined with the goddamn firecrackers and fireworks and shit. That guy is a madman. Yeah, and we we were we were there. It was crazy. You were the there. Fuck? Yeah, and we were like we were like 13 at the time. We were just like, <laughs> oh my god! You must have looked at him and been like, this guy's got a fucking problem. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, we, we'd like we'd like seen the videos and we'd like, oh, let's go to Dagatween. It's gonna be so fucking sick. Right. And we got there and we were just like, oh my god, this is so fucking fun. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's dressed in costumes. <laughs> yeah, we like weren't with our parents or anything. It was just like me and the boys, and we were just having fun in like this big city. It was it was really fun. That is cool, man. That is cool. So that is your origin story, and then Damien Walters was your biggest like inspiration of content. Yeah, and I've I've never ever met him. Oh, shit. oh damn! Well, neither have we. Neither have <laughs> we. But maybe one day, he'll be Lex Luthor's stunt double. I've met Tim a couple times. Um, like not, not really like anything proper. Like I've just said like hi. Before mm. or after vegan? Bef- um, it was like wild. He he went vegan like early, man. He he, he was. Yeah, he did. He and was like vegan from like 2012, I think. Like. And then, right, eventually, well then, then well eventually, then before or after the nudity. Yeah, but then eventually turned into a tree. Like, what happened? I don't want to get into that. That's it's kind <laughs> of like I think it was like before the like mainstream, got like, it. intense veganism. Got it. Got it. Yeah. But yeah, it was like there was also so there was like Dagatween, and there was also the there would be like a Storm Jam. Yeah, like, early right. in the year. Uh, that one too. Um, around like May time. Right. Yeah. Got it. So like, me and me and Max would like always try and like. We would get the train up to London by ourselves, and we would we would train for the day in London, and like that's also how we got to like get our names out there. Mm-hmm. 
We're right. probably going a bunch of different jams. Which is actually funny because that leads into the next question. What's the next question, Tony? The next one is, in mean, really brief, like, what was your transition from, like, Brumen to Modus? Like, how did that happen? Yeah. Um, so, um, I guess around, I think it was around 2014, from, like, attending these jams, we met up with, like, we obviously got to meet up with a load of other English athletes from around the country. Mm-hmm. Right, and um, the kind of group that me and Max merged into is what happened to be Bruman, or what turned out to be Bruman. Okay. So, um, a bunch of guys from Surrey. It's a place called Guildford. Okay. Okay. Um, they they all live in a place called Guildford, and we we would after like meeting them at the jams and like hanging out with them. Um, like the next weekend, we would go off to go off to Guildford and meet them there. And then you guys would make content together. Yeah, we would all we would all we would just do like a little jam together, and we would all train there. And um, Hector, the main guy that filmed all the Brumen videos, mm-hmm. he would just be filming with his camera and just like capturing everything. Filming about, yeah, yeah. And um, our friend Nye, who's like the guy who the guy who passed away right a couple of years ago, he. He, he is the one that like kind of got us all together and was like like we have like a kind of a real good group of friends here that are like really into movement and like we've been they would also come down to us in Bournemouth mm-hmm. we'd all like travel around to our different cities and like meet up with each other and train together and hang That's out so. um, and we got really close so we kind of all agreed that it would just be really cool to make a team together and that's where we that's when we kind of made our first video we are we are Brumen, and that kind of exploded in the in the UK scene, right? Yep. Especially um, Hector and his like Hector is like a genius with his camera skills and his editing, and it kind of like blew a lot of people's minds on like right, yeah, yeah. In terms of like video production, it hadn't really been done in parkour yet. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a music video style of editing, right? Of course, with a parkour video, and like people were just like so satisfied with it, and people like really loved it, and we were so gassed over like the people's response over this video. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we we just wanted to make more, really. We just we were like so keen on hanging out and making more, um, and over the years we would just train with each other, like meet up with each other, film videos, and we started getting opportunities to like travel to events. Which must have been nuts for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, go go further afield. We would, we would like book little trips to European countries all together and we would like just sleep out in sleeping bags and, and hammocks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it was like a really, really sick lifestyle. Um, uh, over, over the years, we've kind of like grown apart more often. Like as as we've grown up into we've grown up into like different people that don't really well like some of us don't really work together so much anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Um, it happens. We're all still yeah. we're all still really good friends, but like we've just kind of like grown apart from Bruman now. Um, in in 2015, like we me Max and Keelan all joined onto Motus, oh, and yeah. we started working with. We started working with Motus as well, and definitely like the other Brumen guys were kind of like hurt by it, and uh, they yeah. were kind of like upset that we had joined this like other team, mm-hmm. um, and like making other videos. It, it's kind of like kind of jealousy mm-hmm. that we were get we were getting to do all that stuff, um, and like 
obviously we'd been a part of that. We were all part of that like friendship group, and it was kind of like, why, why aren't they on Motus too? Right, right. Yeah, I understand. It's, they, they more or less probably felt slightly like betrayed or something, even though it's not that exaggerated. But they might have felt that way. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, over the over the years, like we've kind of faded off into different paths. So like Hector from from filming all the videos now, Hector is like doing really well with shooting music videos. He's he's shooting some like music videos from for some really oh, big to hear, man. Oh, okay. in London. Yeah, he's he's really like blowing it off with his camera production now, and he's kind of made a company out. Have just like filming and all that well that's sick so then that, i guess that's what i'm asking is like um as well when you said that you max and keelan decided to go into modus and like the whole Bruman thing happened where you guys were like ups they were upset at you what was your defining factor like what was your decision to be like i want to be on modus too like what was that one thing that was just like yep i want to be on that team as well um i think at the start it felt more of like uh it was like Bruman was a team of guys that we were all friends and like it's it's a team and it felt like motus was when we first joined onto it it was just like a clothing sponsor mm -hmm. uh, it was at oh, a time man. where we didn't we didn't make any broom and clothes and it was just kind of like a clothing sponsor that would help us out while we do parkour that's right Got it. i heard you know it's funny because i met giles in 2015 I ranted about it in the <laughs> in the Soul Destroyer episode. I, r I ranted about how I met him. He was at he was in Miami for the OTE jam or the OTE tour that they were doing, and uh, he gave me. I'm still wearing it right now. He gave me the first original Modus Project wristband and the first original shirt, and he was like, "Yeah, this is supposed to be a team." He was telling me, "He was like, it's, it's just something I'm trying to start up. It's just supposed to be a brand, and that's it." And I was just like, "You fucking go, bro," because him and I were just. Nobody was really talking to Giles. I felt like I was like, all you guys are assholes. Like all you guys care about is Pasha and fucking Jason Paul. I'm over here talking to Giles. You guys suck. And uh, and we talked for like an hour and a half about Visit Productions. Remember he had Visit Productions on YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah. We talked for a while, and he gave me the first Modus products, and I was like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like this is something that he's really going out for. And to see it how it is now with you guys in the team is like nuts. So I understand what you mean by it was just supposed to be a clothing sponsor because that's all he wanted it to be at first, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like it was also, it was also like at the time he would, he had just been like, it, this was like just after he'd done a lot of the Visit production stuff. So right. like I'd seen all of, I'd met Giles like roughly before this a few times and I'd seen him filming all of like Storms videos. I'd seen him filming with like Tim Sheaf, who was like obviously my biggest inspiration. Right. Um, I'd see him. Well, it's Tim Sheaf and Damien Walters. He did like the whole series with all. Of them. Right. Yep, that's right. I'd seen him do the Off the Edge tour. I'd been following like all that with Jesse and Corey Demires. Like I was, I was essentially like a huge fanboy over like what he'd been doing, and all of that. So for him to. I remember it was like one weekend where we were hanging out with, it was me and Max and we'd gone to London to help this, these, they were like university students and they were filming like a documentary and Marx was there as well. And I remember Marx was saying to Max like, oh yeah, Giles is creating this new clothing called Motus and he's, he wants some sponsored athletes and he's um, like penciled in Keelan and him marks and he he was saying to max like 
I think I think Jaws is interested in sponsoring you as well, Max. Hmm. And like I was there listening to that, and I was like, "Fuck, man! If Max gets sponsored and I don't, I was like, <laughs> I, was like, I, was like I was like, I really want to be on this team." And like, so mad, and like I was like, I was butthurt the rest of the day. Like oh, they're all gonna be on this team, and I'm not. Um, right, right, right. And then it got to. Um, like a few months later, we all went to like for love and movement together, and we kind of went on that trip with Giles. So it was like me, Keelan, um, me, Keelan, and Max. We all went on that trip, and we flew out with Giles from Gatwick, um, and we were kind of like hanging out with him. Um, well, like because it was mainly because Keelan lives near to Giles, yeah, and. Um, Keelan's mum has kind of like arranged with Giles for Giles to look after Keelan while while he was over there. Holy shit! You're his legal guardian now. <laughs> Pretty, much. Pretty much. And um, yeah, on that trip we were all just like training and hanging out and um, and yeah, like during follow up movement he kind of pulled us aside and just sat down with us and was like, "Look, um, I kind of." know that you guys already know what I'm, I'm trying to do here and I want to bring you all on as sponsored athletes. Um, yeah. <laughs> sick. I was hella keen. Obviously, there wasn't there wasn't a doubt in my head that I wanted to be on that team. Max <laughs> and Keelan. Right, right, right. On that team, that I, I was going to be on that team too. Right. That's so sick, That's man. a good mentality to have, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I wasn't just, like, just going like, to turn down that offer. I wasn't going to be like, Oh, no, I'm, I'm... <laughs> Let me think about it, Giles. I got more important shit to do. Dude, like I that. wonder. I wonder where would you be now if you hadn't decided to join Modus? Actually, yeah, like it. I, well, yeah, I don't know. That's actually a crazy question. But uh, we have another question, which is we want to get into it. Oh yeah, yeah. This is just something like so. Right now we're in this little segment. I wrote out a bunch of notes and I like I broke them down into segments. So right now I wrote this as getting to know Luke. So <laughs> and then after that we're gonna do a quick fire round, which I have twelve questions that you have to try to answer within three minutes. We're gonna put the Jeopardy song on and we're gonna try, <laughs> and you have to answer them quick. Like you cannot stutter. And then after that I wrote down serious shit. So. Uh, <laughs> So the next question really quickly is, do you do any lifting or workout routine to complement your parkour training? Or are you genetic god? Or much. you just, you got the genes? <laughs> um, like, I, I've only, I have been doing uh, weight training and working out. Um, I've, I've pretty much only started in the last, uh, maybe the last year. Okay. Hmm. I don't know how long it's been now, but um, probably, probably about a year. A year of actually lifting and like on your own, or did you research? Did you ask somebody to give you a routine? Um, I I'd worked out a little when I was like fifteen, I think. I, I I like went to the I signed up for the gym and I went a little bit to like kind of be that like cool dude. Like yeah, I go to the gym, I work out. I wasn't really like yeah yeah. I was like a ladies' man when I was like fifteen. I'm going to the gym strictly for the ladies. Just straight up. I didn't like proper work out or anything. It was just kind of, I mean, I did do like proper exercises, but I wasn't in like a proper routine of going every day. And right, right. Properly like working, like properly working out. Right. But in the last, in the last year, like through my, my school friend group, like the same guys who I started out with, yeah. um, doing parkour, they, they like faded out of parkour like pretty early. Like after mm. I got really into it, they yeah. were like, yeah, like we love parkour, but like, not this much. Yeah. You're as good as you. Been there. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so they kind of faded out, but I, I still obviously hang around with them because they're like my school friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they like work out at the gym. So I kind of joined in with them working out and yeah, I've just been kind of like following what exercises they do. And it's, it's just like general gym exercises. Like we'll do a shoulders day. We'll do a chest day. We'll do a got Yeah. I got you. I actually don't do that much leg days. God damn it. It's cr- okay. So th- I know. <laughs> th- hold on. So that leads me into because here's the thing if i don't work out luke i'll get fat anyway so (laughs) like i don't just i can't just dude my genetics my genetics inside of me are like you better stay on a diet tyler because if you don't say goodbye to parkour (laughs) so the mine yeah it's pretty nuts i got some fat american genes but let's not talk about that let's talk about how (laughs) how frequent you train so you because if you don't entirely do leg days it must be because of one all the shit you did as a kid like all those impacts and jumps and flips that you did as a kid obviously grew this solid foundation for you but how frequent do you train a week for yourself to keep up with parkour and your leg strength and whatnot yeah okay so like yeah when i was like from when i was 12 to when i was like 16 17 i would be like training so many times a week Right. I feel like I feel like that initial like when you the first few years when you start training you're just like bashing it out. Yes, dude. Every day you can. Yep. Nothing bothers you. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's it, it was that period when I was at school and like the only thing I had to do was homework and I just wouldn't really do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this. I'm going outside. <laughs> yeah, I would like I would get done with school and I would take I would sometimes like have training clothes in my bag like. I, in in England, you have to wear school uniforms. So yeah, right. Like you would go to school in school uniform, and I'd have like a change of clothes in my bag, and I would sometimes, honestly, just get the bus like straight into town and like meet. That like, is damn. so dope, man. That's different than us. Yeah, it would it would it would be like every day I could really every day there was good weather, like we would be out there just training. That actually isn't different for me, Tony, because I actually also had to wear uniform. Oh, I had a uniform as well. Like I had like you had to wear a specific. They, they gave you. You only had four colorways. You had black, red, gray, and white polo shirts, and then you had to wear khaki long pants or shorts. And it was a charter school that acted like a public school, but was oh, a, was pri- a charter acted, school. It's a charter school that acted like a private school, but was actually public. So they were just basically trying to put up an image. So I had to wear a uniform, and I would also bring a change of clothes in my backpack as well. Yeah, oh, in England, it's a, whole, it's a hell of a lot worse than that. Oh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> you know, it's funny, dude. My mom lived in Bournemouth for over a year to learn English because she's from South. She's from South America. She's she's Venezuelan, but she went to Bournemouth, lived there for a year and a half to go to school, and she learned English and attained a British accent, and then went back to Florida. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. People- a lot of people do do come to Bournemouth to learn English. There's a lot of uh, English schools here. Yeah, that makes sense. She probably she went to one. I don't know what schools there are. I've never been to Bournemouth. I kind of want to now, uh, for many reasons at this point. But like, I don't know what school it was. But she stayed in. She actually like stayed with a family, like a random family, and was just like, I am here now. I'm going well, to learn shit. English. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what my mom did. Um, and she told me about the school and whatnot. So there's a, there's a lot of um yeah there's a lot of exchange students in in Bournemouth that just oh. come here to do that. And like I've met like hundreds that have. Like a lot of exchange students, they come over from like Germany is a big one, um, but also like other European countries. They come over and they learn English and they do parkour. So like they message like the Bournemouth community and they're like, "Hey, I'm over here for like a year to do part, like to do." Oh, wow. yeah. And 
and like so often there, there's a lot of students that come out and just train parkour with us and they're there they're only for like a year and then they go back um like i've i've met a, like a good few german guys there's one guy that like from when i was like 13 to 14 like i would be training with him like nearly every day and he he actually like really helped me with filmmaking he right, was like okay. a german he was here studying english but also film okay um and he came out and like helped me just like film a load of my parkour videos hmm. um, that I like got onto YouTube. So oh, he was sick. like a really, yeah, he was like a really big help in like getting me out there on YouTube and as an athlete. That's dope. So Bournemouth, oh, yeah. Bournemouth is your hometown? Yeah, yeah. Bournemouth's my, well, I, t I technically live in Poole. It's like right next door to Bournemouth. I can get there. I can get to Bournemouth in like 10 minutes. And oh, okay. Yeah, everything's much closer than it is here. All right, what uh, what do you got, Tony? Next question we got is, okay, so you've been to America a couple times. How do you how do you like it? You could say it's shit if you hate it, but how do you like it? And what's the biggest difference between like us and like European Europe? training? Yeah, okay. So, what, do you say like the difference between like the training? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, 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 you can call us out if we're shit. <laughs> I, yeah, like I, I've been to I've been to like a good good amount of the U.S. now. Yes. Um, it's like the main difference in terms of like culture is, is the size. Like in England, we are so densely populated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're all on this one Island and we all live so close to, to each other. Right. That it's like very close and you can like get to the city like really easily. There's like very good public transport links. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Fucking late. And <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, but, but like it's quite, it's very like close and um, like all close together. Like I feel like a lot of people in America they hardly know any people from like the other side of America. Yep, yep. <laughs> in in England, like nearly everybody in the community knows each other. Like I know a bunch of people from Scotland, and that's like the other side of the UK. Um, I know I know athletes from like all over the UK. Like pretty much. The UK community as a general, like, we all know each other. That's crazy. Gotcha. That sounds insane. <laughs> um, so, like, when you come over to the US, it, like, the main difference is just the size. It's, like, yeah. everything is so far apart from each other. The food, yeah. the people. We're just... So less, don't, you're so less densely populated. Yep. We just do so much big shit here. Well, yeah, it's just... It's including just our bodies. Yeah, including our meals. Yeah, dude, you went to, uh, um, you've been to California, right? Yeah. Did you have In-N-Out? Yeah, yeah, I tried. Good shit, Luke. <laughs> you did good, man. <laughs> I didn't try it. I, I was veg I'm vegetarian. What the oh, fuck? fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so then, what did you eat? I didn't try the like proper meat burgers. I just God had, damn it. I think I had like a, a fish patty or like a, a vegetable patty or something. Okay. I, I think maybe I just had fries. I, I've I've been though for sure. Did you did you do the? Did, are you aware of the animal style? It's it, when you order a meal, you can say an animal style. You, did you do that? Yeah, I think. Fuck yeah. Okay, that's all that matters. That's all. That's all I want to care about. And so I love asking Europeans, have you tried our fat food? Like I always <laughs> love asking that shit. Like, have you tried our double stacker donut? You know? <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> I came to I came to Florida when I was like eight. And Excuse me. What? <laughs> hey, you gotta come back. <laughs> old, I, I, I came and you know the like the best thing that I loved was like Wendy's and. Yeah, <laughs> Kobe's doing this. And chicken nuggets. I, 
we would go there like every day and get one of those like lumberjack breakfasts. Fuck yeah, man. Man, I, I, I destroyed that shit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, you want to know what exists now since you've been... Because you, you said you were here at eight years old? Yeah. Okay, you want to know what exists now here in Florida, my man? There's what's called sushi burgers, okay? Do you like sushi? Oh, I've seen these. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, they're fucking there's a, nuts. There's a place an hour from our house called Wave Asian Bistro, Which, and they make sushi. This, this is their yeah, cone. We he, stole stole, their cone. He, he stole their cone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's sushi burger, sushi pizza. Sushi burritos? Sushi burritos. Yeah, no, yeah dude. Dude, I, like, I've... Recently, like the, over the past year, I've got really into sushi. Like my girlfriend loves sushi, Fuck and yes. she's been like taking me out to different sushi places. Yeah, you guys gotta try this. Ha going ham on the sushi. Yeah, man. And then also on the other side of things, there's also donut burgers, where it's uh, a hamburger, but the fuck. buns are hot glazed donuts. <laughs> Yeah, I know. What Dude, the fuck? Dude, we do some fuck shit here. Dude, I tell my friends in Spain that, and they're like, "What the fuck is wrong with you guys? <laughs> like, why do you do Dude, this?" You know you know what they do in uh, Scotland? And I've, I've found a place that they do in Bournemouth as well. Um, it's like in fish and chip shops. Yeah. Uh, they'll sell battered Mars bars. What? He just sat up. <laughs> <laughs> battered, like fried Mars bars? Yeah, they'll, they'll like get a Mars bar and they'll cover it in batter and then they'll deep fry it. What in the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. Do they do that with Oreos too? Because we, that's what we do here. Yeah, they, I think they probably do with Oreo. They oh do it like a bunch of times. Yeah, like, we gotta go to Bournemouth too. I've seen too. like Dude. one place in Bournemouth where they where they've I've been able to get the bad Mars bars, and it's honestly like Damn. pretty bomb. It's, it's it's pretty. It sounds amazing. Honestly, I I've eaten so much weird shit. I don't even care, it's bomb. Dude, I still finish it anyway. You don't know. You don't understand. We're the two fattest fucks. In, hey, in this hey, man. They. I feel like. I feel like parkour and food go like hand in hand. Yeah, dude, of course, I dude. I haven't met like. Any parkour person that hasn't just been like so keen to munch down like a yep. load of food, <laughs> load of good food. <laughs> Dude, there's a there's a um an Instagram page here called SoFlow Foodie, and they post like the most delicious looking fucking items on there. And we straight up DM'd them with our team account, like, hey, you guys want to collab on a yeah. video? <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, we asked the food company if they wanted to collab with us just so we could eat it. <laughs> They still haven't opened the message. We'll yeah. keep you updated, though. Welcome. But anyway. Good luck, guys. Good luck. Thanks, Thanks man. I appreciate it. Thanks, Luke. Um, all right. So what's... Oh, wait. No. Is my question next? Yeah, you're Okay, next. yeah. So my next question here in getting to know you is flip prees to Rudy's out slash dub A's, 360 strides and double Kongs seem to be like your prime time moves. And I know sometimes when interviewers ask athletes, like, why are you so good at this move? It's just kind of like, you know, the athlete will be like, well, I just train them a lot. And I don't mean to be that interviewer, but like, why are you so good at those moves? <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly, it goes back to um, being taught by Scott Jackson. No way. Damn. He is the guy that like started off flip breeze, really. Really? Yeah. If you go back and like, after the video, if you watch some of his videos, he does a, okay, this is something fucked up that like nobody has seen him done. He's He's got a rail, right? And he's done a backflip on the rail, blindfolded. What, what the fuck is his problem? Oh, dude, he did it. He did a backflip on a rail, blindfolded. Did you watch him do that? I, I've seen him do it without the blindfold, but like he has the video of him doing it. With Oh my god, I gotta look this up. Why the hell did I not know about this? I mean, obviously it's hard to like know everything that goes on in the European community when you live here. Right. But still, like, that's insane. He, I can you imagine the cameraman that was filming that? He just like, hey, 
Watch this shit. <laughs> he, doesn't even, he doesn't even do it with like a proper cameraman. He just gets like he's just doing it in the gym, like on a on a rail with like some dude just filming on a phone. Oh, what? <laughs> that's amazing. He's so casual about it. He's so casual about all his movements. So I mean, that's good though, because you don't overhype anything. Yeah. He has like he has like the most like. He has no ego at all. He, he, That's amazing. Who what? He doesn't give a shit about who watches his videos. He just right. like does the movement, and he's like satisfied with himself about it. And like that's what's so good about. I him. love that. We have someone like that here. Yeah, that's how he can train and be so good and just like not give a shit about creating videos or right. yep. being this big athlete. Yep. And we have a we uh, so. <clears throat> When I say this, I feel like I sound like I'm some rich fuck. I'm not. But we know somebody who lives... Because we live in Tampa, and Miami is three and a half hours south of us. And we, we, have, we have a personal trainer. He, he gives us workout routines for parkour specifically. Like, Andres Lusardo, you probably heard of him from other parkour trainers in England. But basically, he is exactly like that. He is underground, specifically doesn't make content. But, he's but, when, you, but when you see him train, you're just like, where did you come from? <laughs> It's insane. I love that. But uh You know one guy one guy who I used to watch when I was when I was younger, it was at the same time as like Tim Tim Sheaf and well, it was probably like just after like the Tim Sheaf and Damien Walter stuff, but I was watching like a hell of his videos and he was like a guy that I used to love was Marvin Ross. Oh he's my from Tampa. God. Yeah, he's he's from, from here. he's the Spider Man now. Yeah, yeah. When I saw him do those like um the front front Tampa gap when he did the yeah, front foot gap. Yeah. I, I mean, I was mind-blown by that shit. Yeah, yeah, dude. And that's my next move. I want to do that now. Like, I want to do that flip pre. And I flip pre other things he's done here. But that, because we live here, it, that that spot that you're talking about is literally 15 minutes from our house. Yeah. And you'll, yeah, dude, this, you got you got to come see it. You go up there and you're like, this motherfucker flip pre this. I don't I don't <laughs> know if you if you've actually seen the rest of the spot. There's two other like exact like builds just like how that one is but one's farther and the other one's to a rail like that are right next to each other yeah, yeah those dude. ones aren't as well known because the tampa stride is the one that everyone does right but those ones are fucked dude yeah bro yo he should 360 stride it no fuck you all yeah <laughs> dude you need a 360 stride the tampa stride you could fucking do it too you would. Everyone in Florida would have a hard on straight up yep. mate that would be so hype it would it would be like a, a personal achievement from my childhood from watching marvin do the you <laughs> you can fucking do it and you'd be the first person i think too yeah yeah that, that, it's on my it's on my bucket list what's your good we'll make it happen we'll help you out don't you fucking worry luke stones <laughs> don't you worry but here's the thing <clears throat> what's your furthest um because this is still on the topic of like so well first of all scott jackson's a reason why you know flip pre's and your double kongs and 360 strides are, are well be so good because you've he's trained you and then you've just and like I, I started doing, I start off by doing uh, front flip pre's, and then I moved on to doing side flip pre's. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't do them like you know how they're done now, where they're mm. like proper techie and you land like you do like the side flip technique and you land forwards and you land like two feet together on the thing. Yeah, I would just do some janky side flip pre tech where it would like be landing sideways on like a big block. Oh, like, uh, like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like I start off by doing that, and Max so like. Max was getting in on it, and then he created that, like, twist on it of right. landing forwards and, like, landing two feet together. Right. Got you, and then you just you just branched off of him. Yeah. And then before I before I talk about the Tampa stride again... Um, <clears throat> look, wait, look at this. Look at this. This is a fucking English, 
English biscuit. Oh, that looks fantastic. Dude, I'll eat I anything. Ha I haven't had breakfast yet. <laughs> yeah, throw it through this the screen. jam in the middle. Yeah. I'm in the middle, and then it's like cream. Oh! What are those called for you? I feel like you call them biscuits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nailed it. Dude, whoever's whoever's listening to this podcast is going to be like, these guys are just orgasming over <laughs> fucking <laughs> food. <laughs> food. Just the They're called jammy dodgers. Really? Oh, I love it even better. That name's amazing. Yeah, that, that's not, that looks like everything that every grandmother has at their house. <laughs> <laughs> he not, he not, like, yeah, yeah, they do. Um, so before I move on to the Tampa Stride again, uh, Double Kongs, because what what made you like, oh, Luke is good as fuck at Double Kongs, is when you did the Double Kong downwards at IMAX 2, right? Or IMAX 1. What was it, IMAX 1 or 2? One, I keep, I keep switching them. I don't know which one's which sometimes. Um, yeah, so any particular reason why you view Double Kongs in such a fucked way? <laughs> Again, Scott Jackson. Really? Dude. All of it? Honestly. Well, I need to meet this fucker. Give me his number, bro. I'm going to hit him. <laughs> me and Max don't give enough credit to Scott Jackson. He's literally, like, taught us everything. No way. So, so that Double Kong and stuff like that, credit to Scott Jackson? Like Scott used to be like king at double gongs. If you again look at his videos, he's he's done some really huge double gongs. Blindfolded. And um, yeah, it was just like a fundamental move that he, he got us to learn at the gym. And he would he, he was the type of guy that wouldn't just set up like double gongs like level. Mm -hmm. He would make us try like up to down and a down to up, and then like also double gongs on rails. He would try and like, get us to do as many variations of moves yeah. as possible. Right. So he's the, away, he's yeah. the type of parkour coach to like also be like, right, train it on your left side, do it on your right side. Be ambidextrous. You know, just like training every part of parkour you could possibly can. That mm. is awesome. No, I definitely would like to meet this guy. There should be another interview. Yeah. All right. So, so then he, he, he just makes you into like the most well-rounded athlete you possibly can be. Which is makes sense because you and Max are extremely well-rounded. So that makes a that makes a lot of sense. All right. So then to finish off this topic on the moves. How far? Because here's the thing: the Tampa stride that's on your bucket list, it's a five foot stride to a twelve foot running pre or a twelve foot stride, however you want to and execute the move. What's the furthest you've three sixty strided? So now you have some baseline to work with. It, uh, the furthest one I've done is in Oslo in Norway, and it's like it's it's pretty like it's pretty much a pitch jump because it's uh, like two curbs pretty much. It's like you run along grass, and then there's like a wall, but it's, it's pretty much a curb. Okay. Um, and then there's like a gap into like another another wall, um, and it's about I think that's like eighteen. What? Excuse me. God damn. Yeah, but it's like you have infinity run up, and it's like a curb jump, so it's eighteen feet, like twelve inches. Because I feel like you guys use a different measuring unit. Maybe it's a little smaller than 18. Like, I, I didn't measure it, but it's like, it was a big running pre. It, it, but it, the thing is, it's just like infinity run up. So you can just yeah. get as much run up as you can. Okay, mm -hmm. well, then that being said, you can definitely 360 stride the Tampa stride, and I'll be there to film it. <laughs> I'm going to be there. Yeah, yeah. The, the only sketchy thing is that, like, when you when you do that, when I did that big gap in Norway, it's like thick ass walls. Like, if you don't if you don't land on the wall, it doesn't care because it's also a curve. Right, right. Um, yeah, the hard thing about those 360 strides is just being so accurate. It, and, like, that, I know that Tampa's, like, the Tampa stride walls aren't... How, how thick are they? they they're, they're bigger than my yeah. foot. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty thick. They're pretty thick. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think I, I would love to, like, I'd have to come look at it. I'd love to give it a go. 
that'd be Dude, that'd be fucking that'd be nuts. fucking gnarly. I would shit myself. The thinner the wall, like the harder it is, and like the more sketchy it is. The thicker the wall, the harder it is. The, the thin, the thin. Oh, the oh, thin. Okay. Oh no, you're good, dude. You're you. You could put your whole foot on the Tampa stride walls and still have more left. Okay. So you're good. Nice. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just I'm like do it. Oh, now. <laughs> um. All right. Next question. You want me to go? Yeah. Hit it. Hit him with it. Real okay. Quick. So this is this is not parkour related. Uh, this is coming from a film standpoint because we like to film as well. Uh, the drone shots in your Frisco video. How the fuck do you get them? Those were fucking amazing. Those are beautiful. Oh, yeah, safe. Thank you, guys. Um, yeah, like, it's pretty funny, actually. Um, the, f the first time I got a drone was Giles. Giles had a little partnership with DJI a couple okay. years ago. No way. And they, they managed to send him the Phantom 3 Pro. Oh, wow, okay. So it's like the, it's pretty big. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the big one. Right. It's proper old now. Um, and it's because he... You'd seen he done like um, drone parkour with Eric Moore. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. So he did that, and they won like a film festival and. All. Oh, that's right. I remember. Yep. I do remember that actually. Yep. Best best drone video and all that, and they sent him a load of gear. They sent him that drone, and he used it for a bit, and then it, it kind of just laid around at his house, mm -hmm. and I I saw it and I was like, do you, do you use this much? Could I like could I just borrow it and like use it for like a few like for, for making videos and trying out drones because i was really into cinematography right. i'd seen these I'd, I'd wanted a drone really bad i'd seen right. all these yeah. drone shots and I'd, i wanted to try it out I'd, it's like just an evolution of filmmaking pretty yeah. much oh it is yeah um and he was like yeah you can you can take it and, and borrow it um and i lost it <laughs> oh shit luke man <laughs> dude I, I like learn. I had it for a good while. To be fair, I, I learned quite a lot, on it, and I got some sick. I got some sick shots on it. You Dude, definitely you like, did. You're like, I enough, got what I needed out of it. Enough for me to like ask a question about it. But Giles was being such a dad, and he was like, "Sure, Luke, here, have the drone." <laughs> you're like, "Thanks, I won't do anything to it." It was really, it was really nice of him. And I, I was just flying it one day, and I, I, it was a learning curve. Like I, yeah. I flew it really far away, and I was like. Oh, this drone is so sick! You can fly it so far away, and then I, can go to space. Um, I was like filming this cliff, and I dipped the like drone just like below the cliff, and it just like totally lost signal. It was like a kilometer away. Oh shit! Oh my god! It like totally lost signal, and you set this when you fly the drone. You set an altitude, so when it loses signal, it goes up to a certain altitude, and then like flies to the home point and mm -hmm. drops. Yeah. Um, but I don't think the altitude was set high enough. So what I expected it to happen was it probably like flew to the altitude, which was beneath the cliff. <laughs> oh shit. And then probably just like dropped it. Dude, <laughs> Dude I can, can you imagine, imagine that shit? Just like this, just like, well, fuck. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I was like, I was waiting for it to regain signal. <laughs> It's, it's just gonna like fly up and then like back to the home point and then like at some point it's gonna regain signal and it started being like five minutes and I was like, <laughs> Dude, you're like you're like a military wife waiting for her husband to come back yeah, from the yeah, war. Yeah, you're just. It's like, oh fuck, here we go, here we go. And I was like, it's gonna come back, it's gonna come back. It's, it's, it's fine, it's fine. We'll just have to wait like a little bit. It's, it's gonna take a while to get back. And it oh. just started getting more and more time, and I was like. It's gone. It's it's that's it. Oh my if it god! Loves me, it, it'll come back. We went over to the cliffs where I was flying it, and I couldn't even see it. Like 
couldn't find it anywhere. Damn. And so, yeah, after that, it was lost. And so he was mad. I, I offered to, I offered to like buy a new one. I said, do you, do you want me to to buy another one so that I can like replace oh, it? Really? He he was just like kind of like don't really worry. Um, but off of that, I bought uh, the new DJI Mavic. Okay. Okay. Which is a sick drone. Yeah, I've been I've been using that ever since. Uh, I got like a really good deal off a friend. He was he was selling it and he gave me a, like for a really good price. Um, and I've, I've crashed that a few times. <laughs> so nice. Um, and they've like replaced it, but but yeah, I've been I've been smashing out shots on that. Really, it's it's, it's still a really good drone. I wish I had the the Mavic Two now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, better, better tell Giles to get that partnership again. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but yeah, like from get, getting the shots in San Francisco, um, the guy I was with, Ryan Kelly. Do you guys know Ryan Kelly? Oh, yeah. Ryan Kelly. Why does his name sound familiar? He's from San Francisco. He is lo- luscious locks. <laughs> yeah, really, really good guy. Honestly, like. Okay. Wait, I think I know who you're talking about. Yes. Yes. He's an awesome, awesome dude. Um, like me and him are really good buddies. Um, and he was, he basically said like, the reason you're getting these good drone shots is because nobody has the balls to fly their drone in. <laughs> yeah, dude, what the fuck? There's like so many restrictions there and I would just like, I'd be like, fuck it. I'm just going to fly around. Yeah. Rebels of the cars, bro. <laughs> I was, I was breaking all these laws apparently. And I was like, fuck it. Like I'm getting sick fucking shots. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm going to move across the world. That's where I live. So they're not going to catch me. That's so great. Um, but yeah, I managed to get. I was really happy with the shots I got in San Francisco. You should be. Those were fantastic. They were. They were like, yeah, some of my favorite drone shots I've ever got. Um, but yeah, I, I nearly crashed my drone in San Francisco as well. We were flying it at night, and oh, I have the I have the video of this one thing right, and I'm flying it like between the the skyscrapers in in San Fran, mm-hmm. and I was like flying backwards at one point, and I fly. This is the fuck thing, right? I fly. It's at this balcony. And the balcony has a railing and then like the wall. And I flew the drone through the gap. Oh, shit. What the fuck? And then I, I, I like stop and I see that the railing is right there. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, what the fuck? That's insane. Back, I flew it back through and it back to me. And I was like, <laughs> dude, dude, imagine he's just like, man, I sure hope I don't fly it over a cliff either. <laughs> like had so many close calls with drones it's yeah like, but it was worth the shots uh but yeah that was like uh, it's a, no it's a big like learning curve as well yeah like, like flying for every time i'm flying with, with the drones it's, it's learning like how to do it safer every time how to how to get better shots every time and have you have you seen um kai willis's yes dude his shots are fucking nuts he's insane yeah so i've i've bought his old drone his old racing drone Oh shit! Damn man, how do you get these drone connects? Let me get one. <laughs> I want a fucking drone. We need it. We haven't worked with the drone yet, so we don't know. If you lend us ours, we'll probably crash it. <laughs> or yeah. yours, we'll probably crash it. Yeah, we don't have any cliffs here though, so that won't happen. Oh, oh shit. shit! Wow, Jinx, you owe me a bang. I have it. Yeah, it's like it's like one of these racing drones, and they're like fully customizable. That this is, is like the first one. He, this is the first one Kai ever had. This is Kai's drone. Oh shit! No way, really. That looks so small too. Yeah. So Kai started off on that it's a really old piece of kit it's like really outdated yeah um so he sold it to giles um and giles again didn't really use it 
So I said to Giles, like, I'm really interested in getting a racing drone and I want to try and get some shots like, like Kai's doing. Um, and like a lot of other, not just what Kai's doing, but have you, if you've seen any FPV drone footage of like cinematic stuff, it's just like insane shots. Mm -hmm. You can get some incredible stuff with it. So I said like, could I buy it off you? And I, I, I bought it off Charles this time. He didn't. Instead of lending yeah. it. <laughs> the first time, he's like, this fucker's just going to. Yeah. Charles yeah, like, yeah. pay up, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. That's insane. But yeah. Um, I, I bought it like the start of lockdown. And over over lockdown, I've been like learning on the simulator. It's, yeah. it's like a lot more complicated than hmm. you think. It comes with like a. I'll show you. It comes with like a proper geeky controller. Oh shit! Wow, what is Jimmy Neutron right here, bro? That's amazing. It does some like easy drone to fly. It's like proper, proper technical and, and like you have to yeah you have to really learn how to do it all. And so I, I learned in the simulator, and then I started like flying outside. And that's I've dope. already crashed it. Like I've already crashed it like so many fucking times. But that's what that's what yeah, that's what happens. It's like a yeah, you can. It's like really customizable and like rebuildable. So any parts that break on it you just kind of replace oh that's uh, sick. okay that's yeah dope. we have we have yet to learn how to fly a drone that's like our next move because we we have a we have the dji ronin s where we know how to use a stabilizer we know how to run with it you we know what just gotten someone to film for us for a drone whenever we did drone stuff yeah we yeah got but we haven't learned how to fly it so now that you're telling us that we're expecting to crash it so we're going to go to an open field where there's no cliffs and there's no skyscrapers uh nah, but like, <laughs> like when you, with the with the dji drones nowadays it's like really easy to fly it's, it's like anybody can fucking fly them mm, okay um gotcha. and they have all they have all these like sensors on them now as well so that like they're kind of they kind of avoid crashes although i found that the, the sensors kind of fuck it up too <laughs> right i had it i had it new, i was flying it in new zealand and i wanted there was like two trees and there was like a gap in the middle and i wanted to fly the drone through the trees and i had the the sensors on and as I flew through the trees, it like sensed that they were there and then like panicked and actually like flew into one of the trees. Oh, God. what the fuck? It would have been fine. It would have flew straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because it like panicked and then it like tried to correct itself, but actually like just fucked itself. That's why you don't bail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, you, you can turn the sensors off, but. Okay. Which is probably what we should do, yeah. Um, all right. Well, so that with that Frisco video, I noticed that you do like making your own content on the side, you know, like outside of modus any particular reason why you just like the actual process of video creation and all that yeah well from um ever since i was younger um when i started making the videos with my gopro mm. um i love love doing that and i fell into i fell into love with filmmaking actually i would make a lot of like short films with like me and my friends oh sick man so I, I made like I made this one called Robbery, and it's like with it's it's still on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> like I'm, oh, I'm finding it dude, now. I want to see that. <laughs> um, and it's like me and my friends have these like fake guns, and I would like edit in muzzle flashes. And yeah, all my, like, the muzzle flashes. I would do like blood splatters. I was I was really into. Um, I don't know if you guys know like Freddie W. Or yeah, yeah, I, yeah man. I know Freddie W. Now now it's Rocket Jump, the yeah. channel. Dude, that yeah, was a yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I would watch like all those videos and I was really into their like special effects. Yeah, man, me too. Doing all of that kind of thing. Um, and I would just spend hours at home just like learning out on After Effects. And I was like really into that. So just like vi video production has always kind of been really right. something I'm excited about. Um, and I said that I talked to you about that guy from Germany who came over and, yep. and he and helped did a lot. that film course. He kind of, he kind of introduced me from 
from just filming on my GoPro to he, he had like a DSLR. So he started showing me how to like shoot on a DSLR with right. like lenses and making it like cinematic with like um, depth of field. Yeah. Um, and he showed me like how to do all of that. That's crazy. Um, and like after that, that's when I got my first DSLR. I got like a little uh, Canon. It's the the standard parkour. Yeah. It's like the standard yeah. 2000 and 2012 parkour camera. Like yep. Yep. the Canon 600D or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, me, us too. With the kit lens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, what was it? It was 18 to 55 millimeter. Oh, yeah. That baby shot some. That, <laughs> some crisp shit right there until it got outdated. Yep. Yeah, that was some cinematic gear. That was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you look at what Giles has and you're just like, my dick's small. I can't do this. <laughs> honestly, honestly. Um, so, yeah, that, that's how I got into it. And, yeah, over the years, I've, I've fell in love with photography a lot. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. I, sh I, shoot a lot of, I shoot a lot of photos now. So that's what Kobe does, and, too. This, we have yeah, yeah, yeah. So over the over the time, I've I've been just upgrading my gear. Um, I've got like a Sony A7 III now. Oh, nice. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. We have the two. We have the A7S II. Yeah, that's beauty. You, you just seen like the A7S III came out? Yeah. I fuck. I, they they launched it like literally like little after I think we got the camera, and we we're like, all right, well, fuck us, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so expensive though. Like, whenever whenever Sony release a new camera, it's always like four yeah. four grand. I noticed Canon is having like some mirrorless camera come out now that's supposedly like gonna be like the competitor. Yeah, like just as good Fuck. as like the the seven series. Yeah, it's it's um like the Canon R five. It, yeah, it's, it supposedly has eight K, but yeah, I've heard a load of stuff on it that has like it has overheating issues. Right, like I'm gonna let them work out the bugs first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas Sony always just kind of release like a solid camera. It's always yeah. gonna like yeah work, but then it's just. Like, I think for parkour, for every parkour guy, it's just so expensive. Yep. Yeah, everything is <laughs> expensive. On a budget, my guy. Everything, everything else is expensive. Real quick, before we get into the last question, before the quick round, is this, have you seen this drink around in Bournemouth? Yes, I've, I've seen it, like, online a lot. There's so many, like, influencers yep. that are, like, okay. advertising it. Yep. I've, I've seen it in America, but um, I don't know if we have it too much in the UK. Like, I, it's definitely not common. Be what? Be real about the content you've seen about it. <laughs> uh, I've seen like I've seen a lot of like I think like cheerleaders. Um, fucking like uh, I can't remember. I've just seen like a load of Instagram content where people like advertise it. What's your opinion on the content? I've I've seen a load of dancers like yeah. do the, the the shuffling. Yes. Oh. Yes. What What's your opinion on their content? On like the the videos that they produce? What's your opinion? Be real. <laughs> I mean, it's just like it's just like Instagram influencer stuff, isn't it? It's just like yep, yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it works. It works for the company. Yeah, we well. It does sell the it does sell the drink. So I don't know if you know, but we work for them. Okay, and we've been to the warehouse because it was near my old job in Weston, Florida. Their headquarters is in Florida. Okay. Yeah. And we've done video shoots with the shuffling dancers. Hey, man, they have us dress up like we're fucking Power Rangers, okay? Everything is colorful as hell, and everyone's like, put a smile on and whatever. And Tony and I are here like, we just want to do a goddamn double Kong for you guys' video. <laughs> this does not match parkour at all. But, yeah. It almost, it, it almost seems like the, um, you know, the jewel vapes, how they like advertising for kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. It almost, it almost feels like they're trying to advertise the energy drinks for kids as well. <laughs> yeah, even though it says this. It says the 18th. Oh, really? Yeah. And do you guys have a... In England, we have a law now that you have to be 16 to buy energy drinks. 
No. I don't think you can. What the fuck? No. Well, you guys also can drink alcohol at 18 and we can't. We have to wait till 21. There's some bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, because in, in England, it used to be like, when I was 12, mate, I was fucked up. I was banging the monster all day. <laughs> no fucking way. No wonder you were throwing yourself off a of shit at 12 years fuck old. Fuck <laughs> It was monster. I just like, I saw like energy drinks as like cool thing to do. Yeah, yeah it was a thing back in the day there. It's kind of like, it was kind of just like a trend and I would like go out and collect like different monster cans. You know how in a, I would watch like videos what? in America where they would get all the different types of like monster Java. Yeah, 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 yeah. Different like you collect cans them. you could get from your gas stations and shit. <laughs> Dude, that's funny. I would go to like American candy shops so I could buy like the limited edition monsters. And... That's oh amazing. There's another reason to come here. Yeah, we actually collect our bang cans. It's, it's, if, if we could turn around the laptop, we would show you, but they're basically aligning the entire cabinets of the kitchen right now. They're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm not proud of it. But uh, <laughs> anyway, last question before the quick fire round. Tony, hit him with it. All right. So we'll turn the tables a little bit. Is there anything you feel like you struggle with in training or does or are you are you a fucking asshole and everything comes naturally? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Loki, like my worst flaw is lashes for sure. Okay. Really? Me too, man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> He's and, um, like I've only really got better at it. So, so the guy Scott Jackson, mm. um, we used to we used to learn, we used to have like hardcore <clears throat> classes at like a it was a dance studio and he would like have a load of like vaults that he would bring and like a trampette and yeah. there was no real ever bar set up at any of those dance studios. And there's not really any like outside bar spots where we could learn to swing. Mm -hmm. But um, in I think it was 2015, he built a parkour park in my local town. Oh, and it's, shit. A, it's an indoor it's an indoor parkour park called the the Parkour Project. That sounds very familiar right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. And um, that was like the first time I got to learn swings. Um, so okay. when I got to that when I got to that park and I saw the bars, I was like. What the fuck? <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> I was like, how oh, the fuck am I supposed to use these? Um, and over the like, from just training there a lot, I've learned I've learned to be better at lashes, but honestly, I still suck at them a lot. Definitely compared to a lot of athletes, uh, I it's definitely that. like my downfall in parkour that I, I still try and I'm trying to like push that, and I always mm. try and be better at, at doing lashes. Um, just that's wrong. It's still something I, I definitely need to do more of. And I need to to train. Right. All right. Well, that, that's actually you know it's funny it's crazy to hear because Kobe right here he trains them constantly and I on the flip side just like you are I, like I struggle with them and I feel like it's like this weird um thing where you might have like a slight opportunity to have like a bar set up to train them but subconsciously you choose to do something else. Cause you just, you know what I mean? Like it's easy. It's, it's like, because it's kind of uncomfortable. It's easy just to be like, nah, I'm gonna go train my flip prees. And also I get the, I get the sweatiest palms as well. Dude. So if I want to, if I want to, if I want to train bars, I need to be like using like ounces of, ounces of chalk. Dude, I literally, I carry, I carry around a tub of chalk because my hands sweat as if like I'm losing all the liquid in my body. He, he, yeah. I'll like, I'll put on the chalk and then I'll like grab the bar and I'll be like, my hands are yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm well, so well, this happy. This didn't work. I'm so happy somebody understands because everyone's like, "Why do you bring so much chalk around?" I was like, "Well, because if I yeah. did not die, I think that's you, why." I think you kind of like people. People bring out chalk to like a parkour park now, and I, I just like end up saying like to myself like, 
I'm not even going to use their chalk because if I actually try and do bars, <laughs> like I'm going to be using up all their fucking chalk and I'm going to feel so bad about it. Yeah, dude, I literally don't even wear black clothing when I try to do like anything on yeah, chalk it's, because it's just the, everywhere. It's just handprints everywhere. All right, Luke Stones, are you ready for the quick fire round? Let's get it. Let's get it. It starts. It starts okay, and then it gets not okay. So just <laughs> <laughs> just make sure you stay committed and just answer them. So Kobe, wait, are you gonna time it? Uh, do you want like? Do you want like? Is it like short answers? Oh, oh no, you said like three minutes. Um, I want to try to do. I, I want you to kind of answer these 12 questions in two minutes. Okay, okay. Because they're pretty quick. I had a coffee and a jammy dodger, so I'm ready. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> a jammy dodger, that's what they're called? I'm going to look them up on Amazon. All right, get your phone out, Kobe. All right, you got it for two minutes? Time it for two minutes? I'm, I'm going to try to play the Jeopardy music. Let's see how this works real quick. When, when it, like, whenever you want me to move on, just be like, shut the fuck up. And then... <laughs> okay. <laughs> It, sh it should, it, they're like one word answers, kind of. It'll, they're self-explanatory. Yeah. Alright, cool. Alright, hold on, let me play the Jeopardy music. Okay, are we starting? Alright, in three, two, one. Favorite color? Green. Favorite food? Uh, carbonara. Favorite parkour move? Cork. A favorite flip? <laughs> favorite flip? Well, okay, I'll do favorite parkour moves. I said it cool. Um, Double Kong. Okay, then favorite flip is Cork? Yep. Yeah. Okay, favorite parkour team? Stora. I'm a fanboy. Oh, perfect. Callum or Sasha? <laughs> <laughs> what? Sorry. Okay. Oh, yeah. Callum, Callum or, or Sasha? Sasha. Callum or Sasha? Oh, I do have a sweet tooth for Sasha Power. Okay. Giles or Darwin? Giles. <laughs> Tempest or Apex? Apex. Who do you dislike the most in Modus? <laughs> oh, savage. <laughs> oh, how, how much time do you have left? 53 seconds. 53 seconds, Luke? Come on, man. You can do this. Who the fuck do you hate in Modus? <laughs> Nah, nah, nah. Go next question. Next question? <laughs> okay, go, Tony. Next country you really want to visit? Japan. Okay, would you rather your normal walking be turned into 360 strides or to never double Kong again? <laughs> <laughs> you get so dizzy, I have to take the never double. Never double Kong again. Alright, okay, last next. one. Would you rather your nickname for the rest of this podcast be Luke Pebbles or Luke Rocks? <laughs> Luke Pebble. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he did it! Yeah! yeah fuck yeah. With 13 seconds left. This video on Broomin, and it was like a solo video, and I called it Pebbles in the Sun. Oh, oh hell yeah. It was a summer video, and I called it Pebbles in the Sun. Fuck yeah, right, man. Well, thanks for your participation, uh, Luke Pebbles. What'd you think about that uh, quick round, Luke Pebbles? Yeah, lovely, lovely questions. We're going to have to We're gonna have to make them... Uh, more intense for part two. That was a good job dodging <laughs> the modus question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll tell us in private later. They're probably definitely all gonna listen to this. They 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 do like the podcast. They they like the fuck yeah, man. We appreciate that. That's actually crazy for me to hear. Like for you to say that for like modus to say basically modus projects likes listening to our podcast is crazy because I I just came up with the idea of doing this. It manifested in about three weeks, and I just boom plopped everything online, and I didn't expect like that. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, like the Soul Destroyer podcast you did. I think all the boys listened to that. They they loved it. That's awesome. Fuck man. yeah. That well, that's good because we're actually going to get into Soul Destroyer pretty soon. I got some questions specifically geared towards you about the film, but before we get into those, uh, there's a couple other things that I want to know about you that you've done before Soul Destroyer happened. This is serious shit. <laughs> this is the serious shit segment now. Um, although it might not be serious, but <laughs> you're, I want to know first your favorite moment you had during spitting in the wind, if you could. Spitting in the wind. Oh, honestly, in Vancouver, Lynn Canyon, um, it's like the spot in Canada, Lynn Canyon. It's like a cliff, cliff jumping spot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know that? I think I remember it. I, I don't, I've, but Kobe says he does. It's a huge, like, wooded area, and then there's a river down the, it's like a canyon, and there's a river down, and there's a load of different cliff jumps, and there's, like, it's almost like steps, so you, like, start at the top. You do like one cliff jump, then you swim down, and then you do another cliff jump, and then you oh. like swim down, and you have to like walk all the way back around. That's so dope. Yeah. And there's also like a there's also a slide, so you can you can do like it's like a waterfall, and you can like go into the slide, and it will drop you off the waterfall into like a cliff jump. No way. That's dope. Wait, fuck. is that the same place where Keelan had the nosebleed? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. So I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like honestly such a beautiful spot, and like in summer when you're just like chilling with your friends, it's it's fucking cold water. It's like from um, what do they call it? A it's from a like the ice melting. The icebergs melting? Like uh, no, dude. <laughs> the icebergs. What are you trying to say? Glacier, glacier. Oh, oh glacier. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's like real cold, um, but it's honestly just like such an awesome spot, and like. The, the cliff jumps are really cool. Damn. So you would say that was your favorite moment of spitting in the wind, like personally? Yeah. And it was kind of like the ender of the, it was kind of like the end of the tour because it was the last, the last location. So oh, okay. it was just that like, is... it all wrapped out together in, in that location. It was like, that is great. So fun. You know, actually, you know what? That actually leads me to like a sub question. Is there like a favorite, um, I guess, community or city that you particularly loved in the U.S.? Like community, I guess the people. I'm guessing more talking about like the community you trained with. Colorado, the guys in the guys in Boulder, they're legit. Yeah, I love those fucking guys. The Try Hard Collective boys, they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, they are the they are the boys. That's yeah. sick. That's good. The Fuck shout out yeah. to those guys. I don't know you guys, but maybe one day I will. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. So next one. Um, walk oh. us walk us through that bail that you had at Woodward. The, Ooh, the yeah. famous one that scared the living shit out of me and i refused to watch it honestly um yeah uh so it was it all started in the morning like i, I there's some like sus like conspiracies that i have about the bail <laughs> <laughs> the rail moved forward i wasn't here <laughs> I, I i have this like sleeping app that like tracks my um my like sleep you're in the morning yeah. In the morning, um, when you wake up, it like takes your heart rate. Okay. Um, and that not like usually my heart rate's around forty. It's no more than it's like usually no more than fifty. Okay. And I just like happened to look back on like what my heart rate was on that morning, and it was abnormal. It was sixty, and like oh, every other day was forty. Interesting. Huh. I have conspiracies about like I was, <laughs> I was in like I had like wrong mental energy. Probably didn't sleep right. 
What I the have no fuck? Idea. Huh. But, but yeah, like from then, um, it was so weird as well because I had like, I had went for breakfast and I got, the boys went straight from breakfast to, to the parkour park. We were like, right, like let's get some solid training done today. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get loads of lines for the video. It was kind of like near the last day and um, we'd like, prepared a lot of lines but we hadn't got them filmed okay. so it was like right, today we're gonna have some like solid training get these lines filmed for the video um and then we can like tomorrow the last day we can ha- like have a little bit more training but we can have more of a chill day so we don't have to like rush things out right mm-hmm. right um so i had to go get my i was wearing like not not parkour shoes so i went back to the cabin by myself and i remember sitting in the cabin thinking like oh imagine if something like fucked up happens today you Damn mother it. Do you ever get that feeling? Yeah, no. Hey, yeah, man, trust. I've got some uh, issues uh, <laughs> that make me feel that a lot of times. And, uh, okay, just keep going with the story, man. <laughs> I, remember, I remember, like, I remember sitting on my bed thinking, like, oh, like, imagine if today's the day where I, like, break my neck doing parkour and, like, you'd never do it again. Bro, why did you, okay, any particular reason why that came up? I don't know, but I feel like it comes up for everyone. Like I've, ha- I've definitely had it. I've definitely had it before, and like just thought, like at the moment as well, I thought nothing of it. It's like you think about it, and you're like, yeah. It was a passing thought. Yeah. It's something that's in your mind, but yeah, intrusive thought. It's it's something that's in your mind, but you kind of look past it. You're like, no, I'm a I'm a trained parkour athlete. Right. I've done it for so long, and I know my capabilities, and like I know that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, like you know, it, it is possible, and like. But you, you see past it, and that's what I did that day. I, I went after that. I went up training, and I, I started doing the lines. And like like you like you've seen, I did the line once, right? Um, and then I went back for it. Why? And did it that second time, and yeah, I, did, I had I don't, I don't know what was wrong. I, I must have had the wrong head headspace. It's it's almost like I manifested it. Right, myself. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. It's almost like I manifested the bail myself in I've, my head before I've, I even did it. Dude, Luke, you were speaking some serious shit right now. That's why this segment's called Serious Shit. Because <laughs> I think I've done that to myself more than once as well. Yeah, and I, I feel like it is a real thing. I feel like you can manifest problems before they happen. Yeah, right. you, you can manifest your own problem. You can manifest your own injuries if it's in your head like that and you like you give it meaning or belief. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it, like, it was like also... Um, it was near the end of the week and like I hadn't got, I think I'd got like one line done like the whole week until that point. Like I kind of been like chilling around. I'm also like into skateboarding. So I was like, just kind of like skating at Woodward. I was just having fun. Like I wasn't really trying to do serious. And that like day we'd kind of said to each other like, oh yeah, let's get some serious lines filmed. And so I was like pretty keen to, to try and like throw down. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And I kind of, I, I had some sort of like, wasn't like, intense pressure to do line loads of lines but i was like i put the pressure on myself to like try and try and get a lot of lines done for the video i wanted to get some hand training done um but yeah like all i remember is after the after the first one i was like i'm happy with that but right i'm like i've done it once i can do it again and uh, like i'm I'm sure it'll it'll go fine and i can get an even better one like even cleaner i wanted to um I wanted to do the gainer. So on the first one, I do the gainer. But have you ever seen the style of gainer I do where I like proper kick out into... Yes, they're um, very beautiful. Almost. I wanted to try that um, on that second attempt. I wanted to try and get more of a stool in. So it kind of looked more like death-defying, mm-hmm. like really cool. Um, I like that style. And 
yeah. That's why you wanted to try it again. Yeah, that's why I wanted to try again, but I, I don't know what it was. Like a lot of people say that my, my toe was like too, I was too toesy on it, so that mm -hmm. I couldn't get the, the spring off my ankle. Right, right. I don't know if it was that or just the headspace that I was in. Um, I just remember being in the air and thinking like, oh fuck, I am not rotating. Right. And, and my head landed, and I remember like just hitting it so hard and just being like, oh fuck, like this could be like totally it. I, like there's been only a couple times where I've like felt that. Like when you land like a proper savage bear and, yeah. Yeah. and you think like, right, this this might be the one. Like this might be the one that like does me for life. Fuck, man. I, dude, I, I could- you've ever had that scary feeling. It's, it's... I, I could get very real with you right now, but then I'd have like a lot of personal information be out there on the podcast, so I can't, but just know that I understand what you're saying. And it's crazy because I, you know, people will say, "Oh, your toes are this and that," but like the whole heartbeat thing, the heart rate thing, I meant the thought, the intrusive thought you had, all these things probably correlated to a slight missed foot placement, and then hitting yourself, and you're like this. But did you actually go unconscious? Because I've I've been concussed for five minutes straight. Like I, I've lost total memory. Now, I, I the thing from it, I wasn't concussed at all. You were what? What, what the Holy fuck? Shit. No. No concussion at all. I remember I I was definitely unconscious, but for a very short period of time. And, like, I remember, like, hitting my head, and then I, I rolled over onto my back. And then I was – I just kind of wanted to rest. I was, like – I was just kind of taking it all in, just thinking, like, fuck, I need to stay still for a minute. I just need to, like, take right. a minute to, to chill and, like – Breathe. I didn't want to get up. And it was mainly, like, Giles and some of the others, they were – they saw it obviously, and they were like, "Holy fuck!" And right. they just wanted me to, to be still until they got a medic. They knew mm. it was it was serious, and um, I think spitting in the wind, like if you've seen spit, it kind of seems it out to be a lot worse. There's like a section where I go, like, "How long have I been here?" <laughs> and they they say like, um, I think I say like, "It feels like I've been here forever," but like. I was just asking, like, how how long I'd been there to, like, reassure myself that I wasn't concussed. Right. Or, like, to, to reassure that, like, I wasn't fucked up. So they said, to, they said to me, like, you've been here for a couple of minutes. And I remember, I think I remember thinking, like, yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, I'm, I'm like, on the same. Yeah, you're not that bad. Yeah. Um, but honestly, the, the Woodward, like, medical, sir, like, medical team was so good. They came, like, so quickly. That's legit. I, I think one of the guys... Um, guy from new york called tommy mm -hmm. tommy stefan um he like as soon as he saw it he sprinted to like the nearest medic and like got their attention like so quick so honestly like hats off to that guy um that's like, amazing while i'm there unconscious he's just fucking sprinting across woodward it's like a big place <laughs> save loop pebbles <laughs> they, they, came, they came like so quick um and then i just had to like get on the back of a buggy and then they put me in the car and I, I went down to the hospital. But, like, I didn't think it would be, like, too serious. What I thought would happen, I'd, I'd, I've broken my collarbone before. And I got the, I've got metal plate in there. And it felt like I'd broken my collarbone again. Oh, shit. So I, I thought it was just kind of a broken collarbone and that was it. And when I went to hospital, they did, like, a CT scan and mm. an x-ray. And they, they found that I had, like, a fracture in my skull. Um, and they said it's like a, it's not too bad of a fracture. They said it's like off, it's, it's a really common fracture to have in your skull. Um, they said 
it's it's like right in the temple, mm-hmm. and they said it's often often after like a boxing fight, um, boxers will have fractured like both temples um, from like punching each other. So it's like a really common fracture to have. What the fuck? Probably American football too. Yeah. Yeah, and they said that it's not really nothing to worry about. They said that they what they would be worried about is brain bleeding. So what like, what that fracture can cause is mm-hmm. like bleeding of the brain. Um, yeah, and me. they said that I didn't have any brain bleeding as of then, but sometimes it can manifest um, up to like 12 hours after the injury. So they like it was kind of sus. They 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 actually it was it was real fucking sus. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I went to the hospital. I had one thing I had was a proper like insurance problem. I was terrified because I didn't have holiday insurance. Uh huh. Um, so I was thinking like, oh shit, I'm going to have to pay like mad bills. Um, I remember being in the car on the way to hospital and like going through my emails, seeing if I had like any insurance policies that like were like annual cover right. or like worldwide cover or whatever. And I was lucky enough to find that I had like, so I've been, uh, gifted a, I worked with a credit card company called Revolut. Okay. And they make these, like, they made these there's it's i don't know how it is in in us but it's technically like a debit card in the uk um and you kind of like it has an app with it and you can like load money onto it but like the main reason for it is so you can like use it for traveling abroad without any fees Mm -hmm. um if i was to use my like normal bank card card. yeah okay if i was to use my normal bank card i would get like fees every time i make transaction abroad and with that card it's like no fees Right, it's like a vacation gift card. I did like a little, I did like a little partnership with them where I like made some images. Uh, I like took some photos for that card, and they gave me like free. Um, they have like different subscriptions, yeah. so you can have like different plans. Um, and I get, I got like the top plan for free for doing these photos for them. Um, and Damn. it just so happened to include medical insurance. Like, holy dude. shit. That's some luck right like, there. Honestly, honestly, like so lucky because otherwise I would, I would have just had to pay the medical bills. Right, which was butt fuck a lot. Yeah, but also on the other hand, I also think the hospital tried to milk as much money out of my situation as possible. Sounds about right. Um, huh. like uh, when I got in there, they huh. immediately did like CT scans. Um, they said that I'd have had this like fractured skull. Um, the collarbone thing turned out to be an AC joint. Um, coming like it's like it's called AC joint separation um, it's like where your collarbone and your arm bone meet okay it like it so it's separated and tore the ligament mm. um, so that that was the most painful injury from it all like I didn't really feel any pain in my head from when I fractured my skull um, I remember like the day of the injury and the day after the only thing that was painful was eating like when I was chewing Okay, that makes sense. That was yeah. the only thing that was painful, but after like two days it went away completely hmm. But the the shoulder problem um, Has like lasted a long time probably I affected me over like six months and it's it's still weak to this day um, I still really? definitely feel it and I have like a fuck ton like if I wake up in the morning um, and like stretch my like shoulders over and like stretch my back. You can hear it like clicking. And, oh lord! It's all like it's all horrible. You can hear it all like mashing together. It's not not nice. Damn, dude. But yeah, in the hospital, from that first hospital, they were like, 
oh, because you're brain bleeding, we're going to have to send you to a trauma unit. And they, they were like, you're going to have to get an ambulance between the hospital. So I got bill. The most expensive bill out of all my medical bills was the ambulance, like from one hospital to the yeah. next. I see how you thought I got and scammed. They, yeah. And I feel like they totally didn't need to send me to the other hospital. They, they, they sent me in that ambulance to the other hospital and then they rushed me into like a trauma unit. You, you know, in like all the movies where they like bust you out of an ambulance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like through the doors into like a big like open room where it's right. like a surgery room and they've all got the blue gowns on. Like all that happened and I was just high on morphine. <laughs> and I was like, just what the hell is it? It was it was crazy and I was just like I was just like, what what's going on? Like I just <laughs> what the like fuck? looking at me and they're asking me all these questions like, Can you breathe? Can you can you fucking see me? Can you all this? And I'm just there like I can see you fine. <laughs> it's like not not really a big deal. And then after answering me, after asking me all the questions, they were like, "Oh, this dude's like pretty chill." Um, they <laughs> took me into another room, and they were like, "Oh, I guess this guy needs to get some like sleep for the night." Um, Great. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, finally, I can get some rest. And I'm in this like one room by myself, and I hear this knock on the door, and a priest comes in. What? Yeah, it, it, a priest comes in. So what? what to exercise on? you because you have a <laughs> demon inside? What the fuck? Me. <laughs> beat me beat me like he comes over to me and he's like i just wanted to before you go to sleep i just wanted to share a few words with you and, and have some prayers with you for a minute and i'm just there like fuck me i want to go to sleep <laughs> you were like i'm gonna die <laughs> yeah this guy comes over and i'm just like you know what sure like just get it over and, <laughs> and leave so this guy like prays prays with me he's like i hope Hope your parents uh, are all like not worried about you. What the what fuck? the fuck is going on? I've never heard that before. Yeah, honestly, like I've never had it before, and I was I was just I was obviously high on morphine. And I was like, Did you guys hold hands? Just fucking do it. Did you guys hold hands? No. no. <laughs> Damn it! I think he was like touching me while he was doing it, like on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then he left me, and I finally got some sleep. Um, yeah, that was that was really weird. And then, honestly, though, like your hospital service in America, like because you pay for it, it is like very quick. Yeah. Okay. Like everything I dealt with, like went straight from the hospital at the first place. I got seen like straight away. At the yeah. Place. Right. Yeah. And then they transferred me like straight away in the ambulance to that second hospital. Like bust straight into the trauma unit. Then right. like, then they put me into a ward where I like finally could sleep. And then when I woke up in the morning, um. They got like doctor after doctor to come see me about like different problems. So I got like a doctor to come see me about like my my head injury, and then he was like asking me a load of like brain training questions to like make sure I wasn't like hadn't got any brain damage or anything. Right. Oh, um, then I had like another physio come over and like have a look at my shoulder and what was going wrong with that, and then they would like prescribe me a, a sling, and it literally happened in like a chain reaction. Like after one doctor left, another doctor came. And like sort out a different problem, and it was honestly like really good service. Like in England, oh. if you had the same thing, you would go to hospital and you'd have like a four-hour wait. Yeah, to, like, that's what I was saying too. To, yeah, to see a first doctor, um, and then like it would take a, you would be in the hospital for days, like waiting for doctor after doctor to to like see different. Because they're chilling, because you don't have to. Yeah, because it's it's what is it free uh, free healthcare or something like that. Yeah, we have free healthcare. Mm. And, like the, the healthcare system is like really stressed because they're like underfunded in the UK. Okay. They get like the bare minimum funding. Um, well, that sucks. 
That okay, that makes sense though. That's why you would so, wait. Like everything is just yeah, you have to like wait on everything and it yeah, it's just kind of like everything's under pressure, so Whereas in America, it's just like, let's get him to this room, stat! <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're like, this guy's paying two grand for medical bills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Let's scurry it up. Yeah, dude, it's funny because when I got concussed, they didn't do brain training on me. They, the, the doctor just pulled up. I, well, first of all, when I came to, I vomited twice. Okay? I threw in. Yeah, yeah. I was con- Listen, when I was concussed, I was literally, they told me I was on the ground for five minutes doing this. <laughs> I was seizing and convulsing, Luke. And I, they told me my eyes rolled back and my mouth foamed, right, or whatever. And then I, wo- I came to in the hospital, and I was just like, oh, I'm about to barf. And they gave me a bag, and I vomited. Not even, like, regular throw up. Like, I scream vomited that shit into two bags. And then the doctor just rolls up and was like, how you doing, buddy? And I was like, well, I thought I died, doctor. And then the doctor was like, okay, well, guess what? You don't have any b- brain bleeding, like how you said. You don't have any fractures or brain bruising, but... You can't do parkour for two weeks, and you can't get on a plane for five days. And I was supposed to go to Spain that day. Yeah. Damn, that's insane. Yeah. And they didn't do any brain training. Also, the, the, the thing was with um, when I did it at Woodward is the oh, – you know what? It wasn't – it happened on the last day. It wasn't the, the day before the last day. It was the last day because I had to – we were catching – I think the next day we only have a half day and then we were catching our bus to New York in the afternoon. So I was in the hospital bed um, and I was saying to all the doctors, like, I need to get out of here because I have a flight tomorrow. Um, Like I I was saying to them, I need to like everything to be done really quick. Right. So you can get me out of here so I can get my flight. And in the end, they discharged me in the morning and I'm they gave me a, a trans, like an ambulance transport bus, straight to my bus stop. Holy shit! What the fuck? Yeah, I got I got an ambulance straight to the bus stop where I caught the bus to New York. Um, dude, and then got my flight straight away the same day. And your arms Damn, in a sling. Dude. And I was my arm was in a sling. Yeah, they like all my um, all like the motor guys brought my bags from Woodward uh, to the bus stop. What in the hell? That's some yeah. That's some luck right there. That's some crazy that shit, man. And yeah, and I managed. I managed to get the flight, and it was it was honestly really lucky because honestly, if that hadn't happened, I'd have had to like stay at Woodward for longer, or and, did like, you I manifest have been it? with any of the guys? And oh, actually, what a bum. Would have been nice, but yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, real quick, make sure you hit the trash can button and zoom it into a one point three. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. So I mean, I did want to add. What are you doing? Oh, that's that's the focus, right? That's the focus, Kobe. Make sure we're in red. Which one? No, no, no. Hit the tra- <laughs> hit the trash can button. It's a fucking mess. And then use the dial to zoom into one point. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. You want to say hi to Luke? Hey. No, no. Like in front of the camera. This is this is our homeboy that's helping with this, helping us with the cameras right now. Stick your head over. Say hi, hi, Kobe. Hi, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what, right, well, I know you want to ask the next question, but I really want to quick, what possessed you to do the stride off of a rail for a gainer pre basically like what in your head was just like, Hey, <laughs> this is sick and I'm going to do it. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I, I did it off the, I did it off the rail. Um, so like the, so like the, the, the running gainer off the rail goes this way. Yeah. There's also like a bar combination going this way. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did it off. 
I did it off the rail going that way, just onto the floor, like onto the wood chips, mm-hmm. um, as like a prep. And I was saying like, oh, imagine if you, imagine if you did it there and I did it at the pre. And then after like doing it a couple of times, I was like, you know what? That's like very, very realistic. Oh, like, very shit. Awesome. And I hadn't, like I said, I hadn't done many lines and I kind of like wanted to push myself to mm-hmm. like get some sick lines done. So I was like, you know what? Like I'm going to, I'm going to prep this. And the, the thing was, it wasn't, there was nothing about it that was like, I rushed the process. Okay. I, if I think the behind the scenes shows like how much I prepared for it. I like got like a, a, a huge like crash mat in place and mm-hmm. I was like prepping it a load of times. I was I I'd have done it like maybe five times uh, with the mat on the with the mat on the edge of the wall off the rail. Really? And like done it properly, um, and like I was really making sure that I was comfortable with doing it before I took that mat away. Okay, right. Um, so yeah, it was just something that I really wanted to get it off the rail, and to do the pre was like really cool. I thought right. so it is really cool. It was yeah. something I wanted to to really push to to do. I actually, I actually have a sub question for that. You're actually supposed to ask the next question, but the the sub question I wanted to ask was, how to like, what do you guys have like a specific uh, way you go about filming for like these videos? Yeah, like, who gets was, what line? Yeah, like how do you choose like, like oh like we're gonna train this day, figure out lines, and then tomorrow we're gonna film it. Like, or do you guys kind of just say like fuck it, we're just gonna do it? Yeah, we we go to the so like we'll go to the parkour park. And like Johnston or Giles will be, there'll be two cameras. There'll be like Johnston will usually have his camera set up on the Ronin. Okay. And then Giles will usually have the, it's, we call it the dad cam. Okay. And it's like, it's like a, it's like a zoom camera. So you can, it's like kind of the behind the scenes camera, although it does get used a lot in the, in like the full. In the actual edit. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like the, it's like kind of like the skater feel because it has like a very long zoom. Yeah, you guys do have that vibe. Yeah, you can like zoom in and out real quickly. It has all that, all that kind of view. Um, so we'll go to the park, and usually only like one person will have their lines filmed at one time. So like okay. it'll usually be in one area of the park, one person will be getting a line, while like all the other athletes will be rather like watching and helping out with like preparing to do the line, or they'll be like looking for their own lines at the same time. Okay. Um, and then we kind of, yeah, so the other people will be, like, preparing a line maybe on the other side of the park. And then once Just once Johnston it. and Giles have filmed um, one person's line, then whoever's ready for another, for another line. So basically you'll get to location and you guys just – start prepping a line and then it's just the first person that says they're ready to do their full line and just get that on camera that's pretty much how it goes yeah 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 and that goes for outside spots too like anywhere like say for example when you're in in london or whatever that's you know oh we're going to imax okay y'all meet up you guys find up the line you guys start prepping it and we're like all right i'm ready to film mine and then the cameraman just films it yeah yeah when we're shooting a project um that that is how we do it so like soul destroyer that's how it was filmed um resurgence oh, that's how it was found that's how it's, found, yeah. it's, it's yeah. quite a weird way of training because it can be very pressured at points a pressured or you're waiting around a lot this one yeah it also that so like so dump the footage like first. if we're if we're just normally training like having a normal day of training it will be like we're just doing parkour and then if we find something kind of cool then we'll film it right and it, that will often just be filmed on like a phone for Instagram or for if it's filmed on a camera, then it will just be like kind of basic angles. But okay. when in, when we're actually going out to film, mm-hmm. yeah, it would only be like one person doing a line at one time. So often, 
often there is a lot of like waiting around and just watching somebody like prep a line like 50 times um so it can get very like very exhausting in the fact that you can't just train yourself because often like you'll be in the way of their line mm -hmm. they it'll be a lot harder to film but would you agree that doing it that way that you guys do it is more effective in terms of completing a project and having an opportunity to where every athlete tried their best at a line that they're proud of? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So I like that. I, yeah. I, we, we started, we noticed that in Modus Pro and Modus Project and Soul Destroyer and we wanted to start implementing it ourselves. Yeah. It like, it can, you, you need a mix of both definitely in your training if you oh, train cool. every day like that I, I really think it's not an enjoyable way to do parkour oh i yeah. agree yeah i meant just like for projects yeah yeah indeed um like it does get very pressured and especially in the fact like uh, like when like all the other team guys have like got a line and you don't you like almost feel bad about it mm -hmm. so it creates it creates a pressure in your head that like yeah. you have to be you, you have to find something almost artificially. Right. Um, so it can be a very weird way of training, but it does really work in completing projects. Yeah. Um, and I, I think some people are better at it than others. Like, you know, the guy Jordan on our team, he like he's a guy, guy to be doing that kind of work, like, mm -hmm. to be set at like, a spot and then asked to like find a line to film and then find it. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm more of a... I feel like I'm on the opposite spectrum of like I feel better training and then finding the lines. Right. Oh, I see what you mean. I there's a there, yeah, there's a difference between getting to a spot, just training to be training and then eventually stumbling upon a line and then filming it as opposed to going to a spot and the first thing you do is find the line. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Like I I I feel like I work in definitely a lot better way than I feel like my style I work better off by just training and then like finding what I want to film mm -hmm. by training. I see what you mean. I'll be like, that works better for me. Um, okay. Like a lot of other people, they'll work better finding lines. You know what like I mean? Jordan. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. That's a good question to ask. I feel yeah. like I work more like Jordan. Like, I feel like I do better in terms of like, oh, I know what line I want. I want to go there to film it. Uh, I'm like, more like I need to train first to actually get like something actually going. just train around like Luke. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, well, then I feel like you get you get like you're more creative, and then you can find the lines that you really want to film. Like oh, often by just training, I'll just be like playing around with different moves, playing around with like different obstacles and what you can do on them, and then you'll f you'll find a line just by playing around. Mm -hmm, right. And you'll think like oh, you know what? It, by by then like. From training and then like thinking about building that into a line, then you can like start thinking of like how you're gonna film it and like that works better for me. Mm -hmm. um, so like if you say you find something quite cool, then you can like add things onto it. Then you can be like, oh well, I can do that thing I just did five minutes ago into it. I see what you're saying. You it's, know what I mean? Yeah. So you can like kind of you can kind of like train around of us. You can train around a spot. Do like five single moves at different areas of the spot and then be like. You know what? I can just link all five of those together. Right. That's really cool. That's a yeah. line. But then it, then it flows between each of those single moves. Okay, so first of all, I agree with that, and I do like that. But have you ever had it to where 
you're not even at the spot, you're at home or somewhere else, you can actually visualize a spot you want to train at and already have a preset line because you know what the spot looks like. And you, when you get there, that's the first thing you want to do. Have you had that happen? I get it. Now that I'm like so known for like double Kongs and like 360 strides, um, yep. it's like, it's not only something that I'm known for, but it's what people want to see more of. So I, I kind of feel like when I, when somebody sends me like an image of a spot, I'm usually, I usually like try and look out for something like that. So I can, mm. okay. so I can do something like that. Yeah, some preset moves. All right, cool. Damn, dude, that's, that was a lot of good shit yeah. right there. That was, that was some spicy content. All right, next question. All the questions I'm going to ask next are all Soul Destroyer related. So every single question now is all about Soul Destroyer because it's the most recent Crazy Bodice Project project. Project's project. <laughs> all right, fucking come with something. Anyway, uh, so moving into Soul Destroyer. The bail into the bushes. What happened, man? Well, first of all, the jump is fucking huge. That's number one. It's a drop running pre off of a roof. Yeah, and um, I also feel like people need to go to that spot and see that running pre. It's dirty. Yeah, that, you could tell. I set myself that mental challenge. That, that that was definitely more of a mental challenge for me. Like, Dude, I feel like if, I, if Tony and I stood up there and we looked at it, we'd be like, Hell the fuck no. <laughs> We're going back home. <laughs> Again, it's like one of those things. It's it's not a hugely far jump. It's it's down along mm -hmm, and right. it's to a thin wall. So it's like you have to be very accurate and you it's hard to judge how much power to put in off the off the ledge to I be see. able to get to it. And especially um, because I wanted to do that and then jump straight onto the roof um, and do that side flip pre across the gap. Right, that was your line. Um, and to do that side flip across the gap, you had to have like the perfect three steps, otherwise you wouldn't make it. Mm. So it has to be like land on the wall and then left, right, left into the side flip to make the gap across the roof. Right. Um, so it has to be like the perfect amount of power. So I was prepping it for a long time. I was, I was, I was there just like looking at it loads, like really thinking it out, prepping it and. I, I think I, I talked about it on another podcast, but like while I was doing it, there was there was a guy um, on the phone, like on the on. It's like in this apartment complex, and there's like balconies, okay. and there was this guy like, on the phone on the balcony, like, oh, this dude's doing some like parkour jumps. He's, he's looking at doing jump out the building, and uh, when I went when I went to actually do the jump, I told him like, can you just get off the phone because you're like really distracting me. <laughs> you're being an asshole. You just stop. And he, 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 it was actually really nice. He was courteous, and he. Uh, That's always good. Um, to let me do it, and then yeah, that first time I did it, overshot it into the bush. I was like, that was honestly like so lucky because I. I overdid it and I got like thrown over to the bush. <laughs> right, that's what happened. You overshot and you went right into the bush. Yeah, and th there was like no way where I was like I couldn't save it any other way than to go into that bush <laughs> and it was honestly the it was the best um situation to happen because i didn't get injured at all it was like a soft landing but there was like a pole in the bush motherfucker <laughs> like if i would have if i would have i like just missed it but if i would have caught that i would have like been impaled oh my lord yeah it, it was like pretty fucked up um holy shit well, not to self look for poles and bushes and uh yeah. like the second attempt i like nailed it uh got yeah. like the perfect power in from doing that first attempt and overshooting it like i knew like the perfect amount of power in put in um and then yeah i did the side flip pre the side side flip out coming out and 
that's honestly, I think like one of the, I think that's my sa most satisfied line from the video. Really? That's crazy. Cause that was one of my other questions. When I get, when I get to that question, I'll just know what the answer is. That's your most satisfying line out of the film. Yeah. It just because it was like the most like grafting I did on a line. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I, I like really mentally built up for that line. Um, and then like when I did it, it was like a really good challenge in my head. Got it. You know? Wow. I did not know that. I, I was expect because like the other questions that we have about some of the moves you did, I would expect those those were going to be the ones, but we're probably going to find out as to why they weren't. Yep. That one was like really challenging. Like that was the most challenging for me. So that's like almost my favorite line. Got it. Because it was so challenging, it was your favorite because you actually managed to complete it afterwards. That's really cool. Yeah, like overcame the challenge. Like it, parkour for me is like a load of challenges. Like it's overcoming the challenge. Like mm -hmm. it's right. Creating the challenge for yourself that's like difficult and then being able to overcome it and get the result you want. Right, right, that satisfaction. And that feeling that Johnston got after he completed his line, that like, I want to remember how it felt, like that satisfying feeling. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like working out, it's, it's also like working out the problems of the challenge and then like fixing each problem right. and yep. being able to solve the challenge. Yep. Interesting. I've never seen it that way. Kind of like a, not like a puzzle, but like, like viewing it, yeah, that's great. Like many problems, and then you're solving them yourselves to the commitment level. That's crazy. I never thought of it that way. So I did the, did that running pre the first time over shot, and then I, I go back out, I go back up there and recalculate, and I think right to solve this problem of like before I over overshot it. Now I'm gonna put less power in. Right, I'm gonna do A B C. That's gonna solve the problem. Mm -hmm. Crazy man, that's so cool to hear from you. Uh, all right, well here, let's move into this thing. Um, I really liked hearing that. How the fuck did you get that blister on your finger? Also, Jordan should not go in the medical field, bro. What was he using? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was he using? I think he was using like oh, a wine opener. Like the dullest object. Yeah, like it wasn't sharp at all. Oh, but how did I get that blister? I can't even remember now. Dude, that thing was fat. Probably hurt. I'll tell you that. It was juicy. I did to be I didn't even want to watch it. I like I remember it how, I, how I did it. Somebody said you were cooking. Oh, that was it. Yeah, I burned myself. Yeah, shit. Burned myself. <laughs> What'd you do? Yeah, that was definitely it. Flipping I was some like, pancakes too. Yeah, I think we were like, um, we were like cooking a bunch ton in that house. Like that house we had, we would, it was like an Airbnb and mm. we would go down the road to like little, um, and just cook. We'd, we'd get a load of like ingredients for like cooked yeah. eggs or some pasta and shit like that. And we would just, we were just cooking for ourselves every night. We wouldn't really eat out to, to try and save money. Yep. Yeah. 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 And, and stuff like that. So sort of what we, did. we try to do that. But yeah, we I, think, I think it was just while I was cooking, I I, I caught myself on the pan and uh, created that. Yeah, and that thing was disgusting. But here, no, but here, okay, there's more to this, Tony. So then the <laughs> blister was created on your finger, and then you were like, "Someone ought to pop this." <laughs> well, it got to the stage where there was a um, it was, I don't know if you know the line in the video where I do. It's like a set of walls, and I do 360 pre plyo dive conk into somebody's like back garden. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yes, I know yeah. exactly which one you're talking about. That one's a fat fucking dive con. Yeah, that day I had the huge blister and I didn't want to do the dive con because I was worried that um, I would do it and it would burst on impact. Right. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and so I actually ended up like getting myself to do it and it didn't burst. Because you caught the wall like that probably, right? And your finger was overhanging? 
Yeah, I don't know, but it, it didn't burst. But after I got home after that day, I was like, I just need to get rid of this because like I just, it, it was it was like painful. Right. It was getting like really swollen and like painful. So I was like, I just need to burst. I just need to get it burst. Oh my god! And then Jordan got the bright idea of getting a bottle opener and was like, this is a great way to do it. <laughs> we did it. We did it. We did it properly. We sterilized it. Yeah. Yeah. You did do yeah. that. You did do that, <laughs> which is good. You uh, did anybody Google that or did someone just already know that as common knowledge? Yeah, it was like common knowledge. It yeah. was like you That's, need to like it's so it's like not infected. Yeah, like piercings. But like it took a lot of pressure to pop it. We were like really pushing Pressing it, it yeah. before it actually popped. Oh god! And then Johnston yeah. with oh, the fucking fuck. spatula or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He had to basically like pop, yeah, and then it squirted. And then the my favorite part is when he when Johnston's just a spatula. Ah! <laughs> that, that shit's hilarious. He's very. We have a on our team. We have a. Um, he lives with us. His name is Julian. He's the third roommate of he's, our house. He's very much the same characteristics. Like that's some shit he would do at yeah, the end of for it. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get, all right, I'm gonna do some self promotion real quick. If you get a chance, you should watch a tutorial we made. Oh called my up, god! It's it's called cooking up. Tasty, Tasty flips with Julian, and it starts off as a cooking show of him teaching people how to gain or full, and it's just the most cancerous he, thing ever. He teaches people how to gain or full in an apron in our living room, naked. And the way we <laughs> the way we do the tutorial is like we pretend as if the move is like ingredients to bake something, but the actual baking is the move. You just gotta it's can't you just you gotta watch it. That's all I'm saying. But um anyway, so next question I think is my turn, right, Tony? Yep. Um, okay, so here now I want to like talk about specifics of like move of a move in actual sort of story Like what went through your head in terms of like committing for it. So for example, this one is the blind Kong I actually wrote the question like this. So I have to say it the way I wrote it I put tell us about the blind Kong pre to the rail stick right after steal your lunch money boy aka Joseph stops talking That's what I wrote down <laughs> Yeah, uh, that one that one is um That's probably a second favorite for me uh after the after the running pre to the wall because that was like a big mental challenge as well because it's it's again like a, a yeah blind concrete to yeah. the rail right and it was like a sketchy like down it's, it's a sketchy distance it's straight down to a rail yeah and i, I was really I'm, I'm really proud of myself of how much i like prepared for that line i i like really took a lot of time you don't see it in the behind the scenes but i probably spent about like half an hour just like looking over it one like over and over again. Right. Just doing the like rail pre down to stick. I think I was it was because somebody else was doing a line and like they were using the camera and like so I just had like a load of time to go over to that spot. Okay. And just like and just like prepare for it myself. So I was just like doing the I was just doing like the down pre to like trying to stick on the rail the like, drop to see how much power to put in, everything like that. Um, and then when they came over to film it, like Joe Marks came over it, he must have probably not seen like how much how much prepping I've been doing. Right. And he, he like I said he bet me is like five or ten pounds to do the to do the rail pre stick. And like I, I, I did actually stick it first time. It right. It was actually a first time stick. Oh my Damn. god, because of the prepping you did. Yeah, and I, I think yeah, that's probably are. down to how much preparation I did, just like calculating it over and over again in my head, like how much power to put in. Um, and you just nailed yeah, it down. What it takes. Well, um, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't a clean first stick, but I still. I still. It still counts, and you still got the money, bro. Yeah, and he did pay me. He paid me at the pub. Yeah, you can use that to buy more of the freaking jammy. What the fuck are they called? Jammy Dodgers. Jammy Dodgers. You you took his money. You're like, guess what? I'm buying, bro. 
You're not stealing this from me. <laughs> you know it. You know it. Um, real quick question about that. You said you were looking at it for half hour, 30 minutes. Um, is there any, like, is there a cap that you think you personally have as far as, like, oh, I've been looking at this for too long. That probably means I shouldn't do it. Or does it not matter for how long you've been looking or prepping a jump? Do you not? It just, is it based off of feel? Yeah, it's definitely based off a of feeling. Okay. Um, it, it's, it's just over it's again like overcoming every problem about that challenge right so like landing so for instance a first problem would be like the kong and how high the wall is like it's quite a high wall and it's a blind takeoff so it's overcoming that part of the challenge right how how much power to put into the runner what steps you're going to put into the runner um then how much power you're going to use to kong off the wall and then you've got to think about the landing um how much how much power should I put in from coming off the wall to the rail? Right. How, like, I, so then I would stand on the wall and do the down pre a load of times and see how much power I would just need to stick it. You're really breaking it down. Yeah. So you, you really break down like each challenge and into the different steps and overcome each problem like one at a time. And for me, like I'm ready to do a challenge when I've overcome like every part of that problem and I feel like oh. I can then yeah, complete man. the challenge pretty much. You're kind of blowing our minds a little bit. I'm assuming everybody in Modus does that too from what I've seen in the films and sitting in the wind and whatnot, how you guys train. You're kind of blowing our minds a bit right now because sometimes Tony and I have the issue of pressuring ourselves to do the entire line as a whole as a preparation, like trying to attempt the full th run through instead of break. I just now started doing what you're saying, which is breaking down the mm -hmm. run into individual challenges like a puzzle piece and then you put them together like one whole picture yeah because in the past we would not do that and now i realize why we feel so pressured and like oh i can't do this is because we never broke it down properly yep. so for you it doesn't matter if you looked at that concrete for half an hour or an hour it was you just taking your time and breaking it down it didn't matter what the time was yeah there can be like there's definitely challenges i've walked away from and actually you know the um you know how I was talking about the the bale of woodwood where I where I, I told you I like had that wrong feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Since since having that bale, I've had like that wrong feeling again about different moves, and I've just said to myself like, you know what, it's not worth it me doing this because I've like manifested that fear again mm -hmm. into that move. So I've actually like recently I've like walked away from a lot of challenges just thinking like. I've had that feeling in my head and I'm like, you know what? This is just not worth it because if I like really fuck myself on this, then I'm just going to like, I'm just going to go at myself and like think like, right. I had that feeling in my head before. It's almost like I knew and like I, I knew that I would, I've manifested that in myself. Mm -hmm. It's like, why would I do it? Right. So you've, 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 maybe you would say that the, the bail at Woodward has made you a safer or smarter athlete potentially more so it's like, it's weird. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't know how to word it, but like it's, it's being like conscious about okay. how you feel about things about, yeah. Like trusting your gut. Yeah, exactly. I think you, you just really need to trust your gut. And it's, it's, it's a thing like I've had this thing, like it could be so sick. I would be so satisfied to complete this challenge, but is doing this one challenge really worth it in the sense that if I die, then I'm right never live again, mm -hmm. never be able to do another challenge. Right. And like, it's also something that I can come back to on another day. And like that on another day, I might look at it and think like, Oh yeah, this is like, I'm really comfortable with this today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just a jump at the end of the day. It's just a jump. Yeah. I, I, I've, I think I'm just more, I'm more happy about leaving a jump nowadays than like 
really digging into myself and saying like I have to get this done for a video or I have to get this done for a clip kind of thing. Right. right. I'm I'm like a lot more happy nowadays to walk away from something and go like you know what I don't need to do this. I'm not ready or yeah. That's very yeah. I feel like that's the smart side of it. Mm-hmm. That's the safe smart side of it and then the trusting the gut is just being knowing yourself more. Uh you got the next question? Yeah, the next one was Okay, so the that running pre over the stairs onto the platform to the double A twist off. What the fuck? No, wait. It it was a running pre to a pop flip pre to dub A off. Was it? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I wrote that wrong. My bad. Dude, I'm sorry. I fucked it up. Yeah, yeah. It's a running. No, no. I fucked it up. I wrote down the questions. It's a running pre to pop side or front pre and you stepped out into yeah, dub A. Still, what the fuck? Hey, man. What's your problem? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was a very spontaneous line. I, th- I think we'd been filming on Soul Destroyer for like... Um, a good few days and i hadn't again it was one of those things where i hadn't like got any clips so far right and, like other other athletes were racking up maybe like three or four clips a day and i haven't i hadn't got anything right like, we were, we went to this new area and it was like a housing estate and there was a there was these these really good spots there okay. and it's it's kind of weird because you almost have to like fight for a line because um like you're like all the different athletes are like walking around this this spot like looking for different lines um and i you almost have to like fight for like what you want to do at right that spot. Because yeah because if 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 one athlete uses one area of a, one area of a spot to do a line it's almost like we don't want to film in that area again because it's, it's key to them yeah exactly we want to kind of like keep it like single lines so um interesting yeah that spot i like I like quickly was like tr- training and just like looking for things and I, I found that uh, front flip to, to double A twist and I was like I, I kind of set myself that challenge that like I would love to do that and then right. I was doing the I was doing the rail the running pre or maybe I think one of the other guys was doing the running pre to the to that wall and I, mm-hmm. and I kind of used that as, as part of my line yeah. to, <laughs> as like an as like an entry into that front flip right um, yeah like the front flip gap distance isn't a lot. It's that accuracy of it's like a triangle wall, actually. Yeah, huh. I was confused as to the shape of the wall, honestly. Yeah, and it's it, the sketchy thing is landing that front flip into like getting the gather step into the double A twist. Mm. That was like the tricky bit, and um, yeah, it's funny because in the in the video it shows like my prep, and I do like the the front flip. I was just gonna do the front flip like just do an a twist right but when you do the front flip down from that height you had so much power that i just wrapped the double a twist like really quickly really i like damn it all janky because i wasn't expecting to do it but like i just had so much power that it was almost safer to wrap the double a twist than right. just do the just do the normal a twist and I might, like overshot it and, right like, landed on my back or some shit so it's a spontaneous run that you did there yeah yeah pretty much um and then and then yeah we just I got back up to the start and I did the did the double A twist and I think yeah that that run only took like two takes. Damn, that's dope. So with the spot thing, it's like I feel like also just to bring it back really quickly, I feel like it's because maybe you guys don't want to repeat a spot in the same video, right or no? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We don't we don't want just like a lot of lines at one spot really. Right. Okay. Because then it, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. So you just kind of part of. Part of Soul Destroyer as well was an aim to show off London spots that were also like not known about. Right. So we were just kind of, yeah, we would we would try and get like, we were happy to film like two lines at one spot or three lines at one spot, but we were just trying to 
get out and like go to different spots so we could get different like show off a, a wide variation of different right. spots in london the outskirts the uncommon ones that's crazy do i have the next question yeah you got the next one all right next question is oh right well this was the one i was saying your proudest moment in soul destroyer was that line off the roof into the that was your proudest moment yeah yeah probably honestly yeah well that was easy all right well, next, next question one. <laughs> uh what was the most in your opinion the most demanding aspect of filming soul destroyer was it like the traveling places to sleep are you anxious to do jumps? Like, what, 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 what hit you the hardest, pretty much? What, what do you think was the most demanding, like, taxing thing about making the whole project? The so I think the most I think it's like I said that like pressure to film a project every day. Mm -hmm. So often, like while we were in London, like there was an Airbnb, like we'd paid for the well, Giles paid for that Airbnb while we were in London okay. and obviously we had like a two week period and we would go out training every day without fail if, if the weather was good we would be going out training every day without fail wow. looking looking for lines so it was like a lot of pressure um, to be training that much and like to be having to find uh, um, lines and if other athletes had done like five lines and you hadn't got a single line, you'd be feeling like you were slacking or you'd be, right. you'd be feeling like you were being lazy. And you had to, Yeah. you felt the pressure that you had to find a line. But you also have to do something, right? Yeah. You also have to do, do something, which is like a, You've all been there, man. a demanding part of it, but it's also something that pushes the sport. Yeah. I think. And lot. yourself. Um, and yeah, I think then as well, when we went out to Portugal and Spain, we would we would go out every day, and often we'd be walking around a city for like twelve hours, just going yeah. from spot to spot. Yeah, yeah, and, no, that's like, and and like I said as well, it's a lot of sitting around the different spots. If one athlete is then working on a line, often you're sitting there just watching them prep for hours, and it can. It, there's definitely times where it's not enjoyable. Sounds um, like being on a commercial set. Yeah, actually. Exactly, exactly. It's a lot of waiting around and waiting for other people to, to do a line and it can be really it can be really annoying when there's one athlete that's got the line and they're like taking a really long time to prepare for something and then you've got an idea for a line um, that could be filmed in like five minutes or ten minutes. Right. And yeah. you're just like waiting around and it's a lot of like you warm up at a spot and then you cool down and then you warm up. Just like being on a set. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And here's the thing too. I got two I, I got two questions that branch off of that. Number one, you said that you're basically, the answer to that question, the most demanding thing was the pressure of having to make lines because you're on this project. That was your most demanding thing for you. Do you find that yeah, you... So yeah. It was like, we, we have, we had that Airbnb booked in like London and we like had to get as many, as much parkour out of those days as possible. Um, we like wouldn't, we wouldn't really have any rest days. Oh, fuck um, yeah. But also, even out. if like, even if like, so, even if a few athletes like decided to stay at home, then like others would go out and train. Mm. Okay, so that pressure. Do you find that you're kind of an anxious person, or are you a pretty chill guy? I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty chill guy. So like, Got it. like I said, I, I definitely enjoy not having to train for that, like with that pressure, but yeah. it's also a very good environment to be in and to push the sport and to push your abilities. And then the second thing is you guys went to, to Vigo cause I'm half Spaniard. So yeah, I know so we went to, 
we went to Spain and Portugal and then like also we only had like certain like amount of days in those spots right um, and like yeah what I would have enjoyed like more of is definitely like off days where we could actually like go and have fun and go chill and not have right. to worry about right. finding lines for this project so uh, why didn't so you went to Vigo is there any reason why you guys didn't go to Coruña a Coruña where Gup is well the other half of Gup well, I, I think one of the days in Vigo, we were like planning to go there, um, okay. but we we never ended up going there in the end. Damn. Um, yeah, I think I think we were. I think that was one of the places because there was a place like across, along the coast that we were wanting to go to, but it was like it was something like oh the weather's not that great tomorrow, mm. and um, it was like a twenty euro train, and we yep. were, we were all like we were all skint on like every trip pretty much. Yeah, yeah. we didn't have like any money. Um, Damn. Maybe so, next like, time. Yeah, yeah. We were all we were all just like, oh, we'd rather just train in the city and like have more of a chill day because, and we we never ended up going there pretty much. Damn, man. Because a lot of the a lot of the famous spicy gup spots are in Coruña, um, and that would have been I would have loved to see what you guys would have done there. But maybe another time. Who knows? Dude, next next so year. Explodes. <coughs> ne next year, if uh, America is not banned from traveling everywhere. <laughs> Uh, we go to Spain every year. Just fucking come down. Yeah, go to go to Coruña. Of course, I'd love to. Uh, but but first, Florida. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next question. Well, yeah, we have last two questions on Soul Destroyer. Uh, this one I wanted to play into the whole shoe thing, the Soul Destroyer, and I wanted to actually ask about the shoes. I've noticed that on the Modus team, you guys tend to wear more flat shoes. So the the uh, the Adidas Three MCs, you wear the Asics Aaron's, which I have a pair of. Is there any particular reason? Because I, I like more cushiony shoes. Have you seen what the Spain guys use, which is the Nike MD Runner 2s? They're like the more cushiony Nike shoes. Have you seen those? They're like the New Balances that Henry, the Harrison Fernandez wears. The red New Balances. They're more cushiony. The, I've, I've compared that to the ASIC Aaron's, which is the ones that you use, and they are way not as cushier. They're, they're more flat. Is there any particular reason why you guys wear flat shoes, and in particular you, the ASIC Aaron's? Um, yeah, I... I Maybe it's like kind of like skater inspiration. Like okay. we, all, mm. we all kind of love sense. skateboarding, and like I think uh, um, there was a point probably like a year ago where we would go out training, and like we we have like training shoes, and then we also have like a, a skate pair of skate shoes for like casual wear, and like often we would go out training, and we would accidentally like wear our casual shoes, and then we would just find that they were like really good for training. Um, oh, wow, like, we just really liked the, the flat sole um, and then I think it's very much like I've always um, I've yeah like over the last couple of years I've been really loving the A6 Arons like I feel like it's like a really nice light shoe yeah um, say flat sole and it's really good for like technical stuff like rail prees um, and stuff like that um, but Keelan has been like really loving like flat shoes um and that's spread to like Max and the rest of the group as well. Yeah. Um, so he he was the guy who kind of started off the whole Adidas 3MC trend. Keelan did. Uh, yeah, Keelan. Well, I tried huh. I tried him and I couldn't fucking do it, man. That shit hurt. <laughs> yeah, too thin. Do you feel like? Well, actually, my feet are wide. What happened was is that because the shoe is so narrow, um, it was pressing on the arches of my feet. So a lot of landings, like side flip landings, like sideways stuff like that, was actually like fucking squeezing the shit out of my arches because I got paddle. I got paddles for feet, man. I got flippers. <laughs> and the, the shoes are so like narrow, I was like, yeah, this ain't it for me. <laughs> but I tried the ASIC Aaron's and I like those better. 
I will say. Okay, that's interesting because I have I haven't tried the Adidas 3MCs, but I was thinking about doing like trying them for my um, for like my next shoe. Mm-hmm. Although honestly, like I will I have been thinking that I probably do want something a bit more padded than the Asics Errants. Okay, the Reeboks. Um, the Reeboks. I feel like they're bit too on the they're like a little bit too much on the thin side. Asic Errants. Oh, then the 3MCs are even thinner. Yeah, so now now you say that, <laughs> kind of changing yeah. thought. Um, another shoe that I really like that is a that is padded is the it's what the Farang shoe is designed of. Oh, oh I know that, you're he about, has yeah. these. He has those. They're Adidas, right? I, I really love those shoes before uh, the A6 Aaron. So honestly, maybe I'll get another pair of those. Dude, those shoes nowhere in America sells them. Yeah, he had yeah. A, he had to order them to somebody in England to pick them up for him. Yep. Jeez, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 how do you like them, though? I, I love those. I, I love them. They're just, they're kind of worn down now because I, I, I run my shoes into the ground. So, like, you want but me I. You grab them? Uh, no, nah, it's all right. all right. But, like, I, 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 I love the shoes, but since you can't get them here, I had to order a different pair, which now I'm using the Reeboks, the nylon classic the nylon. The, the, the Reeboks everybody uses, the classic nylons, yeah. Yeah, now I'm using those, and I love those ones. Uh, yeah, I feel like for them, to me, they're like too thick, I think. Mm. Yeah. And I don't like, uh, for, for me, like a big part of shoes is like the styling aspect. Like I do like a, a right. shoe that looks good. Um, and like for me, that's why like the Adidas 3MCs are really appealing because I feel like they... They do look dope. Right. But they... Yeah, they're really easy to style. Um, and at the moment, I'm also kind of using a pair of shoes that it's like a Vans shoe. Uh, it's called like the Vans AV... E Pro shoe, and it's like a, another flat soled um, skate shoe, pretty much. That okay. I just find like pretty good for parkour. That makes yeah. sense why you like the Aaron's Asic, uh, the Aaron's fucking uh, the Asic Aaron's because those are very. I feel like those are similar to Van shoes. Um, if you were to go thinner, then you would wear the three MCs. That's basically how I can put it because I've I've worn both in like the same week, and the three MCs made me very cautious of my sticks, right? They made me very, like, aware of my landings and how I can, like, try to absorb better because of how flat they are. And then I put on the ASIC Aaron's and they're more cushionier than, mm-hmm. than those. Okay, yeah. So that's a little insight for you, I guess. <laughs> All right, well, next question really quick is uh, in Soul Destroyer, when you guys... When you guys got really, really drunk, oh, and Keelan God. did the drunk gainer off, and you were saying like, "Ah, oh, that's our that's style." That's our style. You, you can't, can't change, change that. that. <laughs> can you? Uh, can you elaborate a little bit more? Yes. Yeah, can you tell us more what you were uh, talking about? <laughs> Wait. Say it again. Say it again. Sir. So you know, when in Soul Destroyer, yeah, when Ke- when Keelan did the drunk gainer, and then you guys were walking down the street, you took the GoPro, and you were like. But that's our style, you know. You, you can't change that. Yeah. Can you elaborate more on what you were talking about? <laughs> I think it, I think it's like the kind of style of like we we are like we're not some like professional sports team that isn't right. there to um, train every day of our lives to not to really take the sport seriously and want to be in the Olympics not right. to not to like yeah have we're just like a group of we're almost like a rock band like right we have our personalities as well as our sports like right got you i dig that a lot actually yeah we, we dig that a lot as well because our slogan is rebels with a cause um yeah and that kind of mentality we also can like relate to i guess because we enjoy that as well that type of imagery because other parkour teams they like to have their own other type of image you know what i mean they can have their own 
whatever. And then there's this, what you're talking about. And we gravitate more towards that. So, but I know you were kind of saying that as a joke, like not as a joke, but you're being like lighthearted about it. But I wanted to be like, no, elaborate. What did you mean? <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, we're, we're going to have fun. Like. You're going to do what the fuck you guys want. And it's like, also like us motorist guys, we're not just on the team together because we're good athletes. Like we're on a team together because we're good friends as well. Right, so right. like we're, awesome. if we're going to get drunk together, then we're going to have like a jokes time. We're going to do right. some funny shit. And, yeah. um, would you say would would you say that be like your advice to other aspiring people who want to have a team to have that type of connection yeah yeah don't don't look for people that like the thing is that for a team don't look for just athletes that are good it's athletes that you work well with and that you're friends with yeah dude yep fucking Clap yeah dude That's all right best. so these these last three questions Tao's gonna uh, do the first two. The last one is very important. Okay. The last and he's going to say it. You got to pay attention. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Listen to the words coming out of his mouth. But these are the outro questions. And after this, we're pretty much done with the interview. Um, but here we go, Luke Pebbles. Uh, <laughs> so parkour in a leather jacket. When will that be, bro? Oh, honestly. We got to collab. <laughs> we got to collab, man. It's got to happen. I got, it's funny. That leather jacket in Soul Destroyer, I actually traded off a guy in Mexico. <laughs> what the that fuck? Sounds like a That's drug so deal. random. Hey, listen, I'll give you this other jacket. Give me that one. <laughs> okay, we we went to Mexico, and this guy was like, "Oh, dude, I love those. I love. I was wearing the the Motus Essentials sweatpants or whatever, and he was like, I love those sweatpants. I love those sweatpants.' And he was like, I think later on uh, in the week, he was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I'm a I'm a tattoo artist." Um, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll be down to get a tattoo." Um, and he was like, "Well, would you swap the the trackies?" For, for a tattoo, and I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck kind of train? <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then he was like, you can also have this this leather jacket if you want. And I was, a bonus! I was like, I was like, yeah, I'll try it on. And then like, I tried it on, and it fitted real nice. And I was like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> this looks great on me. <laughs> so, so yeah, I technically, I, I, traded, um, I traded a pair of motor joggers, and... Uh, well, I traded a pair of motor joggers for a tattoo and um, a leather jacket. Wait, called the Calvin Klein leather jacket. Oh, oh shit. That's better Fuck than you. mine. <laughs> we, when we do that tandem talking, it's not planned. Yeah, that's we, not planned That is at all. accident. I just actually fucking hate it. Mine's him. from Forever 21, man. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was the tattoo? Yeah, I, it's, it's a, it's, it fits really well. It's like a, it's a nice, nice fitting jacket. But the only thing about it, it's like it's kind of worn now. It's... Um, like the leather's like breaking up and it's like re like if damn. I wear it on it's flaky. Out, I'll get like I'll get like bits right oh, damn. bits of like damn. leather that are like breaking off so I, I, I kind of need to find a new one that's um like the same fit no first you need to do an Instagram post of you training in it then you can put it up that's what needs to happen it's, it's real hard to train in actually because it's like no excuses Luke <laughs> <laughs> well, what was, was that tattoo worth it what was the tattoo Oh yeah, I got it. It's a oh shit. It's it's. Yeah, what? It, oh, is that a sombrero? Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> Así me gusta. Así me gusta. Dude, that's awesome. Holy shit, that's funny. Okay, I love that we asked yeah. that. All right, my next question for my outro. I, I just got the tattoo in like some random apartment in Mexico too. Right? What the fuck? Yeah, that's sus. 
not not some not some hospital in Woodward. That's sus. Yeah, that's sus. <laughs> yeah, but like honestly, he he was like a really good tattoo artist, and he made me feel like really comfortable, and like he made the whole situation like really clean. He um like sprayed down all his services, and then he set out like clean film, um and like made everything uh like really clean. He showed me the needle um and like in a sealed uh sealed plastic case and he like took it out and said like this is this is like a clean needle you can okay. see that and it's all about you the just, story man you just get roofied <laughs> it was all like really he was really good at it and it wasn't like sus in any way it was just kind of cool that he we got it done in like some random apartment that's awesome that's all for the story man that's what makes the memories kobe is that man camera recording yeah. okay cool um all right my second question for the outro is <clears throat> this one's a little bit more serious uh, what are your plans for the future with yourself as an athlete and with Modus, if you have? Um, yeah, questions. like we're at the moment we're we're working on like a way. We've we've just kind of put in place like it started at the start of August. Okay. Um, different kind of roles that we have on Modus. Um, so like we each like we're each um, we each have like requirements. Hmm that we kind of have to fulfill interesting except by giles it's all like kind of it's all kind of like yeah set by giles but we've kind of like uh we kind of worked on it together to agree to like different different kind of like requirements that we're gonna have to do um and it's, it's so that like each athlete has like a, a role that mm-hmm. we can like help with mm-hmm. um to to support motors and then in exchange we we get like uh, a cut from from like clothing sales and huh. stuff like that. That's really dope. Do you? Would... Yeah. Um, so at the like in the next three months, we're kind of um, testing that out and and seeing how that platform works and how each person like handles roles. Um, and even if even if somebody if some people don't want to um have a role or like don't want to be such a, a main key player as part of motus um that but yeah that, that's that's what's going on with motus at the moment we're, we're planning to do some some more projects in the future giles sent me the ankle thing the poster for ankle thing oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i thought that was pretty funny i thought i liked it i know some of you guys didn't but i liked it yeah it, it still needs some work but it's definitely a, a cool con- concept it's cheeky, as you guys would say, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we like to we like to create concepts that are like not just random, um, right. but like also meaningful to to parkour athletes. Right. Is, there, like and part, is there part of the culture? Yeah, of course. No, yeah, and I, I actually really like how he correlated pop culture with parkour culture. Um, yeah. Is there any plans for yourself though, or any any uh, short term goals you got going right now? As far as yeah, so. You. So, like, um, on top of parkour, I, I, I'm, I'm learning to be a, a tree surgeon. I don't know if you use it, I, like an arborist. You lost me. I don't even know what the fuck that is. What? Um, so, like, it's cut, cutting down trees. Um, Wait, like, you're, you're, like, hooked up in the tree and you're cutting them down kind of thing? Yeah, so I'm, I've done, shit. like, uh, it's using, like, a chainsaw. So, like, uh, I've done a course so far that's, like, learning how to use a chainsaw safely mm-hmm. um, right. how to maintain it and sharpen the blade um and then i've learned how to cut down like smaller trees it's like up to a certain diameter um the next course i have to do is for bigger trees 
uh, I have to learn how to use like the ropes to climb up trees and then using a chainsaw um, in the ropes to, to be oh. able to like dismantle a, like a bigger tree. Any particular reason why you took this on? Yeah. Uh, it's because my, my dad is a, a former, he, he has the job as like a, a former tree surgeon um, and he has a lot of the equipment. Um, he has a lot of his old equipment that I get to, I can use. So it's like, a job that I can quickly get into, and it's it's well paid. Um, something that I can do like part time to earn money on the mm-hmm. side. That is awesome, well as, man. Well Interesting. Yeah, you can, you're in the environment. Like our third roommate, third member of the team, Julian. He he wants to be an environmental scientist. Yep. yep. Oh, really? That, that's a really cool. That's a really cool. Yeah, he's weird. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> So no, I love him to death. All right. So before we ask you the third and final question, is there anything you would like to leave the peep the seven people that listen (laughs) and the to leave to the people that are listening to this or any I don't know any any comments or anything like that before we leave you with the last question. Um, I guess just if everyone everyone needs to keep supporting parkour as like a communal sport. Um, support your support your your favorite brands. Whatever, I, I don't give a shit if it's not if it's not Motors, if it's if it's normal brands. Stora, just like yeah, we should be trying to support brands from inside the community um, to to enable them to do bigger things and to enable the sport to grow. That's awesome, man. No, I, that's I really good. That's really good for people to hear. Totally. All right, well, Tony, hit him with the third and final question. All right, remember this is the most important question. If you were to travel. Any place in America, and it being Florida, and you had to stay with a parkour team that rhymes with so so groovement, who would it be? <laughs> who would it be? Who would you stay with? Well, so it has to be you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it right. Fuck yeah! All right, man, you killed it. <laughs> All right, man, you did. You you passed. <laughs> no, dude. Yeah, for real. You stay at the HQ. We got a bunch of cool shit. I have an ice bath. We have leg. We have leg massaging sleeves. Dude, I don't know. Have you seen like those things by? You know who Hyper Ice is? They're like a massage gun company. Norma Tech. Uh, are you talking about like the big leg bags? Yeah, that yeah. compress your. We have those. Dude, those are fucking amazing. They sent us a few of them. They're fucking amazing. Like I use them every night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I tr- I tried it out when I went to New Zealand. Attention. The guy there had one. They're fucking, they're fucking sick. But anyway, my point is, is that if you do one day decide to come to Florida and 360 stride the Tampa stride, you got a place to stay, homie. Awesome. Thank you very much. And yeah, likewise, if you want, if you guys want to come down, come down Bournemouth, come down England way, it'd be, uh, be great to hang out. Yeah, hey, I'll man. totally be Thank there you. for the jammy. <laughs> Fuck, what are they called? Well, whenever, whenever, uh, whenever America's allowed to. <laughs> the jammy Dodgers. Yeah. You yeah, fuck train. I'm going to get those. Cakes too. Have you guys tried Jaffa Cakes? No, I don't know. I've only been to England once, and it was in 2013. I went to London, and it was vague because I was new to parkour. So I, I, I've never, I've really never explored it. He, they were, uh, Tony and Julian were in England last year, so they have a much fresher memory of that yeah. place. I don't know anything. Yeah, so. it's a, it's a lovely place, especially in summer. Like in, in the winter, it could be a complete. Yeah, it was, it was fucking great. Um, but yeah, in, in the in the summer, like England can can be one of the most beautiful places. I mean, at, at the moment, it's like really sunny and like everybody is about. Yeah. So it's just like crowds everywhere and like traffic everywhere. But you can there there can be some like really really good good spots here and um, can be a great time. Well, that's oh, yeah. fucking dope. Well, Luke, 
those are all the questions we have for you. I hope you had fun. You definitely talked about some awesome shit, especially things that I never even thought of or heard of. This is, I thought it was great. What do you think? I thought it was fucking amazing, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you, you picked on some like really good topics. <laughs> yeah, man. I was trying hard too, but if we ever do this again, I'll, I'll get even nittier and grittier and more detailed. Kobe, you have something to say? Okay. All right, let's let, <laughs> shut up. All right, let's do two claps for loop. Three, two, one. all right man we'll keep in contact maybe we'll do this soon maybe you'll come here we'll go over there who knows did you you, (laughs) it it froze did you hear what i said yeah yeah it froze all right what'd you say (laughs) i didn't say anything (laughs) (laughs) this is going great i said (laughs) i said that uh we'll keep in contact and maybe one day you'll come here we'll go there who knows but we'll we'll keep in contact yeah. yeah For sure, man. It's been it's been nice. Thank you. All right, Luke. You take care, man. Take care, bro. All right. Catch you later, guys. Have a have a safe have a safe one. Have a nice evening. Yeah, man. Thank have you so much. The morning there for you guys. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> hang up. All right, bro. Hi. All right. Catch you later. See ya. Peace. We'll hang up. All right. Well, that was Luke Pebbles. I mean, Luke Stones. Is that front camera even recording? Fuck yeah. All right, doesn't matter. The well, battery Luke Pebbles, op- thank you, man. The Luke Pebbles, thank you so much. That was super fun. Um, that was the first time I've ever spoken to him, video chatted him or anything like that, or interviewed a parkour athlete. So I hope I did okay. I think we had a lot of fun, though. We definitely learned a cool bunch of shit, man. Yep. And we also got to show him some of our personalities. We, like we, our show him, we, we showed him show that him we're cone, cone stealers. Yeah. I steal cones. Um, everyone s- wanting to know. That was my accomplice. Yeah. Uh, what? We're going to jail. Yeah, okay um but yeah that was super insightful and really fun and i hope we can do it again uh with him and then maybe others who knows uh if anybody if any other athlete that knows luke that watched this or listened to this if you're interested uh and talking to us because you want to torture yourself hey man shoot us a dm and we'll do it (laughs) or or girl because there's a girl athletes there too um but yeah i hope you guys enjoyed it let us know if you want to hear more reviews i mean not reviews interviews with other athletes (laughs) we just reviewed luke pebbles (laughs) we just reviewed luke pebbles and uh yeah so uh do you have anything to say about what we just interacted no dude that was a lot that was (laughs) awesome i'm gonna have to process all this again yeah yeah that was fucking sick um all right, well, that's all for today's task. To know when the next one is, check your at Rebel updates on Instagram. Spread the word of the hideout to others who you think can join this movement by sharing this any way you can. Show your host some love by liking, commenting, and rating this. And to show some extra love, mm. write a review. The show notes are in the description if you're watching on YouTube. If you guys get lost along the way, don't hesitate to email us with questions or nudes at thehideout at soulflowmvmnt.com. In fact, you could probably email Luke with nudes. Actually, wait, no, his girlfriend probably wouldn't like that. Check, <laughs> check SoulFlowMVMNT.com for merch or more. Plus, follow our other profiles here to stay up to date with whatever the fuck we're doing. We're Rebels of the Cause. Signing off. Transmission complete. That is all today, Rebels. Report back to the hideout next week for your new task. Over and out.